This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we are live. The last word, Lord Cognito, Ibantis, Ty got Travis, fresh on that Thursday evening campfire, back in the saddle once again. How are we doing, gentlemen? Let's start with the cheetah himself, Mr. Ibantis. How are we doing, sir? Doing good. Um, better after last week. Just slowly kind of been recovering my knee from my fall. Oh, yeah, um, I think it's honestly just been like kind of a deep bone bruise where it's just like it seems to be healing. I seem to be, you know, walking's a little bit easy. Nothing's been too bad, you know, a little bit of Advil is which, you know, trying to not even do that nearly as much. It's just it's slowly getting better, but I know I hit it hard. So it's just like I think it's just have a little bit of downtime. So between that and then just kind of, you know, managing puppy stuff, I haven't streamed in like a week. I literally hadn't touched like OBS. I had still been linked up to YouTube instead of Twitch for like the past week. So I've been doing that just kind of still working on sealing up the house and things like that for just like cracks and windowsills and stuff like that. So just kind of updating things. But Mm -hmm. I will say kind of in my off time, I have been playing Have a Nice Death. I finally started it up. Because after wrapping Tunic and Neon White and then Eldest Souls, I did actually finally go through and beat that. Nice. Powered through nice. on that one. Yeah, it was like once I got to a point where I kind of got a rhythm going, it was just like boss, 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 done. It was just like kind of knocked him out. I will say, have a nice death. Mm-hmm. It's early access right now, so it's not done. Um, Hades set the bar, and I was talking about this with a friend of mine. Hades set the bar for roguelikes like, through oh, the yeah. roof. Like Hades oh, yeah. is so well done between story animations. The fact that like when you actually go through the loop, there's a reason to go through and go back again. And like the intermix stories in between and even the powers you get are really good. That set the bar insanely high. Like that's, that's a 10. I mean, that, that for me would be like a roguelike masterpiece. That one deserves that one right now. I think this one in early access has potential to be around probably about an eight for me because I think it's just like, it's okay. dripping in personality is the best way I can kind of phrase that is because you are death. You are, you know, dude with the scythe and he's like fed up with work is the best way I can describe. He's, he's literally like, it's already, I mean, the death counter is like times combating burnout is literally how it's described because the opening cinematic alone, like I have it recorded. The opening cinematic alone is, you know, it's death. He's going through, he's doing a little swipe and he's like, okay, now you're, you know, your soul's going with me doing this. And then he gets really tired because all of a sudden it's like death, death, death. It's just like more and more people. So then he's like, Ooh. okay, I'm going to hire all these goons. And then he's sitting at his desk, but then it's like paperwork, paperwork. And then he's just like stamping infinite paperwork. And then he just gets to the point where he's finally just like, all right, I'm done. So he just gets this <laughs> like burnt out, like death guy. And it's just kind of, and then you, and then all your people you kind of raised and then sent them off to do their things. They've been you know, going all over the place and not really doing what they're supposed to be doing. So you're kind of reeling the bosses back in that have been kind of acting out of sorts. But it's just when you hit the pause button or when you're going between levels, the like loading music is like office elevator music. It's just like perfectly. <laughs> it's so it's like it. The Hades is too damn good to like. It's right. not that good. But I will right. definitely say like the combat is snappy. The dodge is quick. Um 
the more of these weapons I've unlocked, there are bees that are they're bees, whatever. I mean, it's just one of the things, but it's like they're stupidly powerful. And then you get like a build. Finally got one where I actually had a little bit of lifesteal coming back. And okay. I've actually had quite a bit of fun. I went through and finished a full run now. So I've made it, you know, through at least one run. Um, it just it's the opening cinematic and then just the little touches of description sounds similar to Death Door. Death Door is much more yeah. on the kind of more serious side. When you get into okay. the later part, I would say, because like when you get to the latter part of Death Door, it's there's some there's depth to like, you know, the yeah. crow and the characters. And this is a little more lighthearted the whole okay. time through. Like death is like pointing with this like angry <laughs> office manager face type. And that's but just the way they kind of handle it with good combat and fun variations I've had so far. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, no, it's not going to be like Hades. I can't put it that high. But I will definitely say as it's early access now and if they've got potential to make it, you know, polish it up, add a little bit more. I think it's I mean, seven easy for me, eight, maybe depending on kind of where it all ends up landing. But I was like, I just enjoyed my time because I just said personality, I think, is the best way I can describe it. So I'm going to go close my door. So what about you, Travis? I'm doing good, man. I show off that Zeta blade. You see that? You see those calves as he walked away? Oh, yeah. Yes. That was crazy. Yeah, that was, the the they're yeah. not blessed with this right now. This is You're premium right. content. It's good, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. It, it, there's nothing quite like getting uh, getting done with a 150-hour RPG review. But, uh, yeah, man, I've been chilling. I finished that. I got my roller drone preview out the door. So, um okay. you guys that out if you haven't seen it roller drum is super fun it's basically like tony hawk pro skater but with guns it's like uh you know you you go around on rollerblades and you do tricks uh in fact doing tricks is the only way to reload your weapons so your guns okay you know you run you run out of ammo and then it's like all right now i gotta go do a sick kick flip um off of something and then and then i'll you know get a couple shots back and then go back into it uh so that's pretty fun um and uh, yeah, now I'm working on my next review and my next preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next review I can't talk about, but uh, mm-hmm. it's. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a return to form for people who like my usual reviews. Let's just put it that way. Oh, um, and, the, the, uh, uh, <laughs> the there is not enough ink to uh, take these down. This yeah. okay. So here's my here's my speculation on this one. Mm-hmm. Five or below. Five or below. Okay, that's where you're going. Well, that's what you're asking. Uh, I'm going to guess. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I nailed the last one, I will say, because we last yeah, week. Yeah, we should all mention yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was like, you're mm-hmm. get, there was, well, I mean, we've talked enough before show. I can usually feel you be like, oh, dude, I cannot, this game, or you won't say quite as much, or however you talk mm-hmm. about it. So it's like, I had, you know, a little context to go into it. But Xenoblade Chronicles, if you haven't watched the review, please go watch it. Um, very good review, but I got an eight and I called it last week without knowing anything. And then tell the story of when I said that, like, how close were you to making your decision? That's right. Yeah. I think I had just locked in the score the day you guessed that and you're like an eight. And then I just tried to like, not have any response in my face. (laughs) Poker face. Yeah. I'm just going to be like. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. Inside I was screaming. So thanks for that. (laughs) Invalidating my 150 hour journey. Um, mm-hmm. no, good. I, I had a lot of fun reviewing that game. It is a great game if you're into JRPGs at all. It's super. Maddie loves time. it. I told him you reviewed it. I told him on Duke. He just started, he's like 20 something hours in. He's all invested. Nice. Cool. He agrees yeah, with you, though. Game. 
Yeah, it's good. It, it it's a it's a great game. It uh it it has you know problems, but I I I would recommend anybody who likes JRPGs should play it. It's it's quite good. Um, if you don't like JRPGs, you probably won't like it because it is very JRPG in certain spots. But um yeah, it, it just sort of depends. Um, I like JRPGs generally speaking. I have problems with the genre as I do with any genre, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, generally speaking, I like them. Um, yeah, and I actually. Have also been playing a lot of Destiny. Uh, got, uh, yes, basically as soon as I was done with Xenoblade, I needed some comfort food, so I hopped yeah, into back uh, home. hopped into Solstice, and um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm almost there. I'm almost done with that activity. I'm, I think I'm going to get the Firekeeper actually. Which is, oh wow! You going for the title? I'm just as surprised it's as like you are. Gilded mine, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. okay I didn't have 150 <laughs> hours, so like yours is more impressive, but it is. Um, so where would you now that you've spent a good amount of time, if you're working on the seal, where where's this thing coming in for your? How's your comfort food tasting? How is good. how is this dish like? You know, how's it coming in? It, you know, if you have nothing better to do and you're coming off of a 150 hour review, it's a it's a nice way to pass the time. Um, it's not my favorite event. I mean, it's basically just driving you toward all the stuff you've already done. I do like the changes they made to the European aerial zone in general. I think okay. that the traversal options and the fact that it's a little faster and you're not running around hunting for chests afterwards, uh, I think yeah, are all that good. Was, well, that's a good change. I mean, yeah, I didn't mind, but it just like, you, the more you do it, it's one of those things that after a while you're like, I don't need to chase the chests again. Yeah. But it's like, but then on the other side now, it's just like, and little, I will say this is one of the few things that's just like loot vomit out of the little fire. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of feels like a Outriders thing when it's like, ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like the armor upgrade system. I think they should have kept that like it was before. It's, it's needlessly uh, confusing. It, it adds more currencies. It Put makes the kindling with the kindling and the this with the yeah. that. <laughs> the burning of the ash so that you can reinforce your armor so that, yeah, it's, absurd but uh you know if it, for me it's just been super long days and i get, i sit down on the couch and i have like 90 minutes before i need to go to bed and i'm just like yo i don't have time to get into anything so i'm just yep. gonna sit down and, and just quickly that's what destiny it. mm-hmm. that's nice and uh when are they gonna put destiny on the switch that's my question the Switch couldn't yeah, no. handle it. You literally talked about that in, the, in your review because I joked afterwards I watched it. I was like, can you imagine Xenoblade 3 just on even like a PS4, PS4 Pro, Xbox I mean, One X, like just like 1080p60, just... I mean, Warframe I mean, I, is I, running on a Switch. Yeah. Warframe's running on a Switch. You know what else is running on the Switch? The Witcher 3. The okay, Witcher here's the movie? question. Would you Witcher 3 mm-hmm. runs at like 540p. That's not a good example. Um, no, Destiny could run at 540p. What's wrong with that? It's on Switch. It doesn't have to run it. No, so 4K. here's the question. If you have to pick, would you rather see Destiny work on the Steam Deck first or oh. on the Switch first? Switch. Wow. Oh. Let me hit this. Let me hit yeah. this. Break it down. Steam Deck is not my favorite console for a lot of <gasps> reasons. The main you are I mean, one of the rare of ones for sure. Jeez. I own wow. two of them, man. Well, what? I'm not that. I don't what think I'm. with you. Switch. Wow. Okay, let me hit it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think if you play online games, the the um, Steam Deck is disappointing because 80 percent of my games don't run on the Steam Deck. 
Uh, and the reason I will for say that the games is, that I like don't run. <laughs> exactly. The, 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 the games I that I most like. want to play do not run. And do not run on if, it. If you, if you like single player games and you just want to go and replay all the, the pixel yeah. remasters of the old final fantasy games, like steam deck is awesome. And you can, you can play a lot of the older single player games. I think that's really cool. But uh, the thing, one, the screen is bad on the steam deck. It's like, it's like yeah. actually bad. The, the switch screen is better. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I, you got the OLED. I have the OLED, yeah, for this. Oh, that's what. Yeah, I got the OLED. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and the the things actually look better on the Switch just from a screen perspective, even though the mm. games obviously don't perform as well. Mm. And then also because of the, I was talking about, um, I was talking about this today on a Nintendo Voice chat with uh, uh, John Heineman from uh, from um, Digital Foundry. He was on the show with us. Oh, Lineman. John Lineman, thank you. Oh, the homie, I love Lineman. Yeah, he's, he's cool. what, what, uh, what is what is their channel? Um, digital, uh, digital, digital foundry. foundry. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what was he doing over there, at Nintendo? <laughs> what was he doing? He, he reviewed Xenoblade Chronicles Three from a technical perspective, and actually, what? what's funny is that we had talked cool. about it before we realized we were going to be on the show together. So it was like, oh, that's oh, we're gonna be on the show together. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. um, I've had a yeah. while. Yeah, I love. Yeah, some little cool bit. guy, but um. A lot of a lot of games that run um, on Unreal Four have uh, have frame rate problems, and it's it's especially bad on the the Steam Deck. And consoles don't have that uh, problem uh, mm -hmm. with Unreal Four specifically. And so a lot of games will actually run frame wise better on the Switch, even though they run in lower fidelity. But you don't need 4K on a portable device. You know, no, you, you know. can run yeah. a game at 540, and as long as the frame rate's good, like yeah, the frames okay. You know, it can go well. So I, I, um, I, I, I own two steam decks. I do not have a problem with that console. I think it's a great console, but, uh, I just, for my money, I feel like the switch is more accessible. Uh, mm -hmm. there's more of them out there in the hands of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just for all those reasons, I would rather see destiny expand to switch if I had to choose. Well, right, for the user base, practical yeah. about it for like user base size, geez. Yeah, user base <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I gotta be all steam logical right. and stuff. I mean, yeah. And I also love my steam steam reality, to be honest with you. But yeah. Mm, I'll feel you. I'll feel you. Either yeah. one would be great, but it's crazy that you can play Destiny on your phone and not on the Switch or the Steam Deck. That's just weird to me. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, they got to get that whole thing straightened out. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, it's just been uh, kind of been not sleeping. It sounds like. Yep. Yeah. yeah I was about to ask you how you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, there's a lot going on. A lot of stuff. Good stuff though. Good planning. Good travel stuff. Planning. Good guesting stuff but um yeah for like what's been going on actually i was still in my kind of destiny hiatus take a break you know i, I got as dust falls finished which i absolutely loved i love that okay. game yeah man i really enjoyed it. I, I thought like I, I came into that game thinking this oh this is just a little you know a little niche indie darling game that only i'm gonna like I, it was one of those love at first sight. i knew when i saw it even though people had an issue it's gonna be one of the games if you don't like the art style you're not going to get into this game. It doesn't matter yeah. what happens, right? But if you, by like chapter two, I was so like invested already with what was going on and how it was presented. And it's just world-class voice acting, world-class acting, story, narrative, and the choices. What Where really kind of at the end of a chapter, you see all the different variants. And truly, like, oh, the closest that I think that's done that, it's probably Mass Detroit. Effect, where you... I was like, Detroit became human. Detroit, of course. Yeah, Detroit, of. of course. Detroit, of course. I'm never going to disrespect Detroit. But it's like, what I like is generally those type of games. You know, the, the, if you have all this choice, then it kind of condenses at the end. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Not saying it doesn't do this at all, but there are so many variants and if people don't survive and other things that you have drastically different experiences. And I speak to a lot of people who have finished it and I'm like, what? That happened? And and then the not only that, the choice, the relationships, and then the multiplayer aspect of it takes it to a whole nother. Like, I would love to see like Trav and, and, and Miss Trav play and then like, argue over decision and then one uses the override over the other one it's oh. really changes that that takes the telltale formula to the next level then it has the twitch integration so you can play with your uh, uh streaming community i might have to do that e i'm t- like bro you i would love to see you and missy watches play that like it, and it's some tough gut-wrenching really well-written stuff so I would highly advise check out as Dust Falls. Got a chance to interview uh, me and Saul. Got a chance to interview that dev, um, Interior Night, little small uh, studio. I I knew they had one. I was like, this you guys got one. And and I think the reason why they're able to do all the choices stuff is because of the art style. I think if they had the traditional gameplay type thing, I don't know if they'd be able to do what they're able to do. So I got that. Still been rocking the rocker. Played Power Wash Simulator. Did you? I did. It is. It is actually it's relaxing. As fun. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, I have I'm afraid to pick it up because it's gonna be. I <laughs> even joked with like my Discord, and I was just like, I should, because all the MCU crazy announcements came out, and I'm like, I'm not as deep on the comic books. Like King would probably like just school me for like I would go to like King Comic Book School or something like that. But I mean, I feel like because there are people in my Discord, there's Black Wings and New Red, and there's a bunch of people who know all that type of stuff. I'm like, I need to just play Power Wash Simulator. And then throw them into voice chat and then just stream while we yes. explain everything that's going to happen over the next three years. Because Power Wash seems like that thing where you could watch like a season and be like, oh, oh, and you've done both. Like, it's stupid. I've heard, I mean, skill up review. Like, I think it's the what is it? The fact that it like it's tactile and the dings happen and just the like ding. it's it's the. <laughs> It's mental, like, psychological incentive, right? No. And then what it is, you, you, you like you clean the van, and it's, it's like, oh, are you power? You, what's got me mad is I'm playing with my friends. Shout out to Citizen Valakon. And they're like hardcore. It's, no, bro, you got to change the nozzle. You, you're using the wrong nozzle right here. We got to get real deep with this extra. And you're like, I am doing this to relax. I'm like, <laughs> you cannot be serious. Bro. You giving me the meta of Power Wash Simulator right there. That's what we really <laughs> doing. Like, it, that's how deep it was. And they had the co-op mode, and then they getting into it. You could crouch, get in the pro. And you you got to pull a soft straight on this, and you got to go shut off. Got to go gotta go solo on that one and just enjoy it. Yo, Cog, if, if, yeah. if, if you don't min-max and play to the meta, how are you going to get to the top of that comp? I'm even checking my build. Yeah, are you going <laughs> to... I'm like, what's going on, bro? So you got that, but I will say this, E. This is the funny part. Like, like I said, it's that incentive stuff, the dings and all that. But what I go for, it almost feels like when you clean something, the, the cleaned version looked like the most ray-traced, vibrant, reflective. You felt like you did something. You're yeah. like, oh, man, this looks great now. Look what I psychological, did. psychological satisfaction the video game is what pretty much what <laughs> exactly. they, they finally nailed one of those. Yeah, shout out to Best like... if he put me on. And la- then I got back to Destiny finally this week. And yes, it is done. I heard the worm has been conquered. Did you enjoy that little dude talking the whole time? He's ridiculous, right? Yeah, absolutely like, hilarious. Yes, did it. It was it was, it was fun. It was fun because yeah. what I liked is was a nice little spin with the platforming part. 
Like I, I thought that was cool. And it was like one hit. I felt like I was playing an old arcade game. All right, jump in the pool. He's talking. Then you gotta move and do these little obstacles and foolishness. Look, it was it was it was it was hilarious. And we got a little extra content on Sabathun, which was good, and the witness, which was good. Now that weapon. I don't know about just yet. Okay, I will say it it has specific uses. Like I've actually used it in Val on what is it, the Totems encounter? That the first one, okay. the main one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll just leave it in my back pocket, just mow down the little guys, and then all of a sudden, like, a champion spawns, just one worm, like, times 20, gone. Just mm. deletes big guys if you stack them up. So that's, you're doing the stack. Yeah, okay. so that's, like, it's not meant to be, because the reload's awful, that I get, but it's like, if you just have it sitting in the chamber, I think it's got auto-loading holster on it, too. But yeah, if you go stack 20, and then all of a sudden you switch over, it just deletes whatever is in that zone, because it hits, yeah. like, a truck. Yeah, that's what I've used it for, but I haven't used it for much else. The fun thing, yeah, I jumped in to, you know, get my solstice on, throwing bonfires and messing around. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for the next season. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is cool. You know, I mean, I'm, ready. I'm like, ready. There are three more weeks left of the season after this one. It was like, it's, it's feeling like it's we, downtown got, we, we got some downtime. Yep. It's downtown for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, silence. Okay, set. Oh, no. silence. Okay, oh, no, quick. okay. My dogs, and I'm trying not to. Oh, talk you and... muted. Oh, okay, I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, he looks really concerned. Yeah, like I'm just, just I always have like my ear like slightly off so I can um, hear what's going on in the other room between dogs barking. Is it playing or what's going on? Because oh. huskies play rough. They just do. <laughs> they oh, I mean. Most people look at Huskies and be like, you need to break that up. I'm like, that's normal. That's nothing. So, like, that's right. normal. It's like, and you just got to make sure you don't hear that, like, tone change. Then you're good. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. No, no, it's high-pitched, usually. If it goes yeah, high. Really? Oh, yeah. When yeah, it's well, a well, yellow bird. Well, it's a bit too hard or whatever. Yep. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. wait, puppy ain't playing nice? What's going on with No, the they pup? do. No, they do. It's just that moments where, you know, he, like, Enzo's, like, 70 pounds and he's about 40 so he's poking the bear sometimes and sometimes the bear pokes back and he's like oh shit yeah sometimes it's one of those moments more but it's he's also kind of one of those like well husky who cried wolf is bad choice of words but he's like every so often be like "Ah!" and he's like okay it wasn't that and then i'll see him just like walking around be like dude what happened nothing so he's kind of a big chicken sometimes so it's just like but it's always just got a they can, you know, you it's your, good to have them play. Yeah. You know, like the dad is seeing the kids. It's like, this, is, this is how I play like 90% of the time is one on one off. So I can hear the rest gotcha. of the house usually. And that's just why. Fair but yeah, no, it's like I got over my ladder issue, installed a ceiling fan. You know, our, you, I don't even know if you remember the house, like the living room. Yeah. It's like a 13, 14 foot ceiling. Yeah, very so high. I finally had to replace that ceiling fan. So that took better part of one of my days. But I finally got that thing done. It just. Just finally was crapping out. And it just gets to the point oh, where, like, do I? Sorry, I was going to say, I just love how often you have stories that are house maintenance. Yes, like, yes. Dude, yeah, I love it. I love like, it. If you, dude, this dude is, like, assembling furniture and climbing up ladders. And, like, this, your wife just has you going to work, man. She's like, <laughs> Dad Bontist. Dad Bontist. Yeah, thank Bontis. you. Thank you. Do, do, do a room addition. When yeah, any, exactly. either of you own a house, and unless you're just like, I'm going to pay someone to do everything. If you're not that guy, which these two probably are. Oh, yeah. Do I look like I've worked a day in my life? Look how not... soft my hands are. Look at these. I remember. I remember hands. meeting you. Yeah, your hands were rather soft. 
Oh damn! No, no. <laughs> no damn, why you got to do him like that? Oh, I, I was joking. I was leaning into it. I actually don't even remember. So versus his butt cheek, they were extremely soft. Those That's hands. true. Yeah, I was like, you got to yeah, be careful. That was the, back. the reverberation yeah. across the convention. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like you can go like at some point I had to replace the first thing I probably did in my house was a toilet. And it's like, you look, honestly, there's so many YouTube videos. It's like, how, what does it cost? Like pay somebody two or $300 to install a toilet or is like buy the toilet. And it takes like an hour and it's done. And it's not even difficult. It's just like a little bit of time and you're good. So just, oh. it starts with one thing. And the next thing you know, like, all right, can I do this or can I not? And there are things I just, I'm like, nope, it's out of my realm, but there's some things I do. Out for the home improvement channel. What do you buy to? Let's go. No. No, no, Time, there, there are some. Pro- no, I, I, you watch the professional home improvement people. That is a whole different ball of wax. So, okay, very, very, very particularly crowded, crowded space, cog. It's a crowded. <laughs> it's a crowd. Listen, he got it the destiny. He can get over there, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You got to know your, know your strength. Who's Dado over there? Rule the I like Mike. Mike, Mike in chat was like, the rule is each job requires a new tool. And that's mm. kind of a yeah, toilet wax ring, whole lot of YouTube. Yep, that's a toilet. Ooh, exactly. Sarko. Shout out to no doubt. Uh but yeah, it's like you get to a point you can finally get an electric drill or whatever, and you're like, Oh, I use this thing like all the time now. It's like I never had it before, and you're like, it's the best thing ever. So it's just like stupid things as you you own a house that crap is just gonna happen like that, and finally oh, you're shit. like I don't want to wait on, you know, a plumber who's going to take a week. It's like, just let me fix my toilet. It's fine. Respect. Respect. I, uh, I have to come out as a, as a fraud. I actually, uh, you do? Oh. I, I do, I do, uh, maintain my house. Ah. My, dad was a, my dad was a carpenter and I, I, I was forced to learn the tools of the trade. And so mm. I, I play a character on the show sometimes. I'm not actually. <laughs> <laughs> what? Travis plays a character at times. <laughs> Sometimes I thought he'd just like poking the bear to see what happened. I'm sorry, sack of meat. (laughs) I was gonna let it stand, but I my next preview is construction simulator, wherein I'm gonna heavily reference the fact that I worked in construction for like five summers. (laughs) I can't I can't just pretend like I just never uh... Well you had the hard hat and the you broke the suit protocol? Oh, this, there was a. Yeah, there was what a time. were you doing? Like, like what stop piece show. of construction stop were you doing? Show. Stop the show. Stop the show. Stop the show. <laughs> there was a time. There was a timeline. Yeah. With Thai guy Travis wore yes. non suits, non ties, and wore. Oh no, he came out of the womb in a suit. That's just how that happened. How did this happen? So I wore I wore a suit, um, but I replaced my slacks with jeans. So I, I had like darker jeans on okay, and belt. Okay. And depending on the job, I would wear a helmet or not. My dad wasn't really a helmet guy because he's a man's man. If you ever met him, you'd be like, you'd be like that guy does not follow safety. Yeah, he's definitely breaking yeah, safety protocol. Entire personality. Yeah. So um, you had the vest on. You had the vest. With had the, the vest on. Yeah. I wore a tool belt. I know what all those tool belts do. Yeah, dude. I, I Okay, I so what that. was your you did five years, like what was your specialty? Were you like hanging drywall, doing roofing, plumbing? What were you doing? I was doing a little bit of everything. I'm I'm good at framing. Uh okay. I, I also did uh foundation, like digging and doing like okay. you know, what about get, that sheetrock? Uh, you do that sheetrock? Um like drywall, not oh okay. uh, I mean we drywall did stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is like saying sheetrock. That's what it was. Sheet sheet rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So there's my dark secret is that I, I actually am pretty handy around the house. Despite you got pictures? My, you got pictures of that? Uh, I mean, 
You got to no. dig in the crate. I'm pulling up. All I'm you got to do is, ask, all you gotta do is ask, ask his girlfriend and be like, all right, is he handy or not? Because she she's going to tell you straight. She doesn't even know who I am. Like, uh, she doesn't have that, the, those photos. Uh, no, th- those photos are probably on like a Motorola Razor, you know, in, in oh, the, okay. <laughs> 2007 or something, you know, like so far away. There's no way. No doubt. No doubt. Anyway, uh, what else is going over besides the home improvement? Yeah, home improvement, random destiny pot. Yeah, see, this is what happens when we don't have a guest, guys. Sorry. Yeah, Things sorry. happen. Um, some of you guys may have heard guests that was supposed to be on. We'll work on rescheduling for the future. Things just happen. No big deal. Um, but yeah, all of the preamble out of the way. Big thing that happened today is a twab. Um, outside of Solstice is still going on. Or if you haven't done it yet, you can still grind for armor. I mean, obviously, Artifice Armor from Master Dungeons is going to be your optimal. But if you are trying to make a certain stat build for a certain situation, you can lean pretty heavily into a very specific set of stats that you want. It's really up to you guys. Shout out to MRI Gamer real quick with the super chat for $5. Thank goodness Bungie is finally doing SBMM. Now I don't have to play with sweaties like Travis. And we will get to that because a large chunk of this TWAB, and it's a pretty lengthy one, is about matchmaking. But the first piece is about Raid the Date. So coming up in Season 18 will be our second go at bringing back a raid out of the Destiny content vault. And this time it's going to be redacted. To no surprise, to me at least. I loved on Twitter people you like, predicted oh, this. Yeah. I saw you predicted this right Yeah, before. you did predict yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying it for everywhere. I was like, I saw people like, oh, we're going to get to know. We're going to get to know on the 12th. I'm like, no, we're not. They're not going to tell you until the 23rd. I was like, don't get your hopes up. They will tell you the date. They will tell you the time. They might tell you level and challenge mode. And they did. Are they going to tell you what raid? All that's coming in the showcase. And sure enough, I was dead on. Um, So the weird one, and I wanted to ask you guys thoughts on this one. The raid is on Friday, three days after the season launches. So I think Vogue, Vogue, we got that like 10 day window, right? We got longer on Vogue, I feel. I think so. And then, of course, with the expansion, they will do the 10 days, so you get a chance to do that one. But they have been on Saturdays for a little while, so I wanted Ooh. to get your guys' thought on the shift to Friday. Because yeah, some people, a couple of people hadn't cared, some do. My personal opinion... I guess I f- backwards, yeah. Yeah, I was I mean, like, I feel like the Saturday yeah. is just a more inclusive day, generally. Not for everybody, but generally a Saturday would be more inclusive. I didn't know if you guys had any yeah. idea why you think they went with Friday? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think definitely a step back. Saturday is the day to day I'm, to do it. I mean, you get the most engagement and people work. <laughs> like, like yeah. they acting like people not working. Like, okay. So to, to me, did, correct me if I'm wrong. When is the, when's the date? There is the 26th, right? So now we look at 20. Shout out real <laughs> quick. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Scott Schultz with the $50 oh, wow. super chat. Always love your content. Thanks for the years of good stuff. Thanks for That's watching great. my channel for years because, yeah, it's been going for a bit. So, Scott, thank you very much. Lots of love. Appreciate that one. Um, any of you guys who watch the show, watch, you know, Travis's reviews or COGS or any of my videos, thank you guys for the support, as always. Um, when you guys go above and beyond like that, it's kind of humbling. So thank you all for the super no. chats and just being here for any of you guys in chat. But, damn, thank you. Yeah, damn, anyway, back to where you were. Nothing going on in Do what? Yeah. Good, good. My, my guess, my guess with the date change is that it's better for their team. It's not about the players. I think it's probably their team doesn't like working on Saturdays and probably launching a raid requires a lot of coordination and working on the weekend. And that's probably what it came down to, is my guess. Mm. They say, all right, nobody so, wants to work Saturdays, right? 
Yeah, it's so weird though. Uh, I think also too we got to factor in that showcase because that showcase is the twenty third, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Tuesday the twenty third when the season goes live. So yeah, that that's my. I think for like like Travis said, this is aligning with his thinking with the team because they're gonna have to present. They got a big splash they want to make in conjunction probably with the season, and then this raid acts the extra layer to it. So it's probably just too much with the alignment, and maybe they just said, okay, you know what, we have to drop it Friday. But I'm curious now if it's a specific raid. If if a specific raid has any. Factor into I doubt it. it does, honestly. I feel like before that they've said that the raid, the vaulted raids are not going to come back with any tie into story. Right. I mean, if this is like, hey, this is Steven, we get Wrath of the Machine. I feel like that would be a massive coincidence, but I still don't even think they would tie the raid into the story. Right. But it can't be Siva, right? Because we know the next expansion is Witness. I mean, it's Lightfall, so... Doesn't mean we don't have some connection to. That would be crazy if they're like Siva's back. Well, I mean, who's the the War Mind? Rasputin. Yeah, like Rasputin somehow like harnesses the technology. Like, I mean, there have been jokes like that could be an interesting thing that you could ever do. But I still don't think there's going to be a story tie-in. If there's any Siva-related stuff, it's still going to be separate. Yeah. Would be the idea. I always gonna respect the team. I do think it's a mistake to to not to not do a raid on a Saturday though. Like I, they had the nice. I mean, they've done them for a, like it's been that way for yeah. a little while. I feel because yeah. Vogue was. I'll, for, I'll forgive them because it's a it's a re-release. Like you know, it's to me. I maybe maybe this is just my perspective, but I don't think it's that sacred because it's a it's a raid we've already played. You know, it's just what sort of, people want that 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 yeah. that that title and the little know. you know how them hardcore dudes you know how they get yeah those people will take a day off you know what I mean those people will take apparently a um hippie uh what, I think her name is Liana is that right uh confirmed mm-hmm. on Twitter that if something is as broken as Val it's much easier for them to have all hands on deck on a Friday so for them to have a response to possible needed changes or hot fixes or something along those lines they would have more staff on. I mean, that's one of those where you kind of get there's always I mean, I've heard you talk about it probably in everywhere you've had podcasts is the idea of crunch. Oh, yeah, Working your overtime in certain situations is kind of part of the job sometimes. And it's just like this is your live service. Is it too much to ask for a Saturday? Because I mean, you went from like 5000 and 3000 to like 30,000 people being involved in Vow of the Disciples. It was one of the biggest ones I think they had done between the Saturday inclusion and 10 days and things of that nature. So I don't know for me, I get the idea of staffing to a point. Uh, I know they're trying Mm -hmm. to respect their staff and I know the showcase is going to be kind of a big deal, but as big as they tend to promote raid races themselves, it does feel like having more inclusion in it would probably be beneficial for them because you just have more people going for it. And the other thing also with this is it's Friday. It's you literally have 72 hours to, now do your story quest, which probably isn't going to take that long, but then it's like how now it's just even shorter time frame to power through the artifact and get your mods that you may want that far tier on. People are going to be stacking bounties this time because you only have three days instead of 10. Now, granted, the reason it's probably not 10 is because of Labor Day. I saw somebody else mention that in chat. So Labor mm-hmm. Day is probably an issue, but now it's even shorter. So, yeah, I don't know. The- I feel like it's I feel like it's not going to come off great. I think the bigger tell would be when Lightfall's raid launches. If they do that on a Friday, then we'll know the Saturday experiment didn't hold. But yeah, and, and to me, it's very strange because they were 
boasting about how much engagement numbers they had when they went to Saturday. And remember when Deep Stone Creek, this was the most we've ever seen. And this is out of, like, yeah. so they've shown that they've had great numbers with it. Look, I'll respect the team if they, if you, what's a what's homegirl? I forget you, you said that. Liana, right? If she said that, of course I'm going to believe what Liana said. I'm not going to go against it. It is just strange. So I, I wonder if, like I said, with the, um, the Gamescom, well, not Gamescom, but with the Lightfall reveal and everything just being too close a proximity, that made sense for the team. But I, I'm curious after that also, is this going to be a Friday cadence? Because I, I don't know if I like Fridays moving forward again. That's like the old days. I want to get back to the Saturday. So yeah. let's see. Uh, let's see. Well, part of the feedback or part of the challenge of a game like Destiny 2 is that we have two very different communities. There are and will be challenges. Oh, that's probably SVMM. I was trying to find the part where we were talking about Rage. Okay. I'll see if I can find it for you guys. So, mm -hmm. um, oh, hold on. What's the middle ground on making the raid a weekday when vast majority of people work Monday? Because we also work Monday through Friday, and remember how broken Val was when it dropped. This way, something like that happens. We have all hands on deck without burning out our teams. Yeah, Makes sense. They, they have it. It's a practical reason, but I still think it's worse. I agree for the player. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I was like, that's the kind of thing. Is not everybody works Monday through Friday, but a lot of them do. Yes, they do, and they would have more hands on deck to fix things. But also, yeah, yeah I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. See how yeah, feedback is. That was it. At least makes sense. Now we have some context as to the reason. No day is going to be perfect, but I guess for them, if it helps make it smoother, then so be it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other piece is all about matchmaking. And oh boy. So they kind of do a TLDR and then we'll kind of break things into pieces. Um, starting in season 18, we will be introducing some changes in how we play matchmaking in Crucible. This will be the first iteration that is part of a larger plan going through season 19. Our world systems teams are leading the charge on this transition and here with a massive info dump, basically. Uh, so the TLDR is we're striving towards a goal that all players, including new lights, can enter the Crucible and regularly get matches where they can feel competitive and have a reasonable chance of winning slash com competing. Making Ooh, fair I matches using skill-based matchmaking is going to be important to help meet that goal. We are starting by implementing loose skill-based matchmaking to control playlists uh, at the start of Season 8, or to the control playlist, I'm sorry, at the start of Season 18, Loose SBMM has a wider starting skill similarity than survival, so it should result in matchmaking with a wider variety of players, while also eliminating some of the frustration things. Kind of when I was actually playing, I think true like true Vanguard when we were playing, the one thing I like kind of the way he phrased it was just outliers. Like a one should not play with a ten. Like three through ten, one through seven, I can kind of see a pretty big range, but a one and a ten shouldn't be in the same match. So, in theory, most of the people who have schooled me in the PvP segment I have, I shouldn't be playing against them, is the idea. <laughs> uh, expect loose SBMM to expand to other playlists in future seasons as we tune what we consider a high-quality match by gathering real data and feedback from you. We are, not we are not planning to add it to every match-made Crucible playlist. We will continue tuning until we are in a good, good place. We report tuning. Uh, we will report tuning updates regularly. We'll be implementing a form of fire team size preferred matchmaking in season 19. Mm -hmm. so that'll be a big piece as well. Mm -hmm. um, so high points, they go in details of connection quality and creating high quality matches, match fairness and matchmaking speed. 
So they say there are two types of connections that are important. Connection to the game server, connection to all other players. Uh, generally bad connection to other players have a larger feedback on or effect on Crucible, basically because most of Destiny is PV or player-to-player matchmaking. Lower quality matches result in jerky movements. We get that one. Match fairness. Ideally, all players on a match have a reasonable chance to win. And then matchmaking speed, you know, how long it takes you to find a match. Um, so just kind of in an overall sense, how does some of this stuff come across to you in kind of the TLDR? Travis, I know, got to go to you first. Where do you, in even just the TLDR sense of this, come across in reading? Does this sound like something that might have some potential? Do you like it, yes. hate it? Where do you love it? Yes, this needs to happen. I mean, uh, the current model of having, well, depending on what you think is actually true, it's either the Wild West, which is a terrible way to create uh, matchmaking. I mean, it's not really matchmaking if you're just grabbing six random people and then, uh, or 12 random people and then doing a snake draft. That's that's uh, basically just uh, a grab bag methodology, which some people suspect is a thing. Um, I also kind of think that that's how it works. I think it, I think it just has some sort of like very vague grouping and then it just grabs people and then does like a snake draft. Um, other people suspect that it works by grabbing people of higher skill and of lower skill and trying to like mix them all together. That's terrible because it means that the people who aren't as good have basically no impact on the match. They have no control over whether they can help them win or even, or, you know, they're, I mean, sure they will help them lose, but uh, they, they can't really have any, any influence in the match, unfortunately. And so I get why people are wary of skill-based matchmaking. Part of it is that streamers that are, uh, have a vested interest in skill-based matchmaking not existing, have convinced other people that skill-based matchmaking is bad uh, even though it would help them most more than anyone else. Um, but uh, the other part is that, you know, some games have done it poorly, including uh, Destiny in the past. And when it's poorly implemented, it can be uh, a painful experience. But, you know, the headline should be skill-based matchmaking has to exist if you want matches to not feel completely hit or miss uh, and and not fair, right? And so... Uh, their intention is noble. I think it needs to happen if you want to have a competitive, uh, a competitive multiplayer in your game. Um, whether or not they're choosing the right way to implement it remains to be seen. But I'm happy that they are actually uh, thinking about it and doing something to go in this direction because it needs to happen. I mean, it it just it just needs to. It the the current the current uh, situation is not uh, good. <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks that matches feel amazing right now, except for probably streamers who absolutely benefit from a lack of skill-based matchmaking. But uh, yeah, dude, we need something like this. So I'm happy that they're doing it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Finish, Trav. You say you you happy to go down? No, I'm just happy. I'm happy that they're they're tackling it. It's good. Yeah, I mean, say something funny. I feel like look, gotta pat pat the last word on the back a little bit. I feel like. There's one show that has been fighting this fight for a long time. Even when there's no PvP topics, we mention PvP. You know what I'm saying? So, look, yep. of course the community is on it, of course. But where's some credit? We've been on it, man. We've been on it from, about, you know, the, the neglect. So this was a refreshing twab, and I know we, we got more to read. But from so far, this is refreshing. Because what I like 
I like when you get to tell me from a PvP standpoint your mindset. That's the thing I always feel is disconnect. We don't know what they're doing. They just, oh, we made some changes in the back, but what's the mindset? What's the thought process? Now we're seeing, okay, stuff we probably assumed, right? But it's good to see it right now. Okay, part of this is matchmaking time. Part of this is connection-based. Part of this, okay, we want to implement skill-based matchmaking on some level in this one play playlist, and here's why, right? And that's how you start bridging the gap from a group that is severely neglected, right? That doesn't feel they get the same attention. Me and Travis talk about the daddy example. Like they don't feel like the other kids. Like we just don't. So when I see this, I'm like, that's what I want to see. Now I know a lot of PVE guys in the chat. They were already read the chat top this week. Was oh, I stopped reading that paragraph. Well, but this is how we feel <laughs> when the twelves are dominated by PVE content, and rightfully so. It's great content. But overall, look, this is a great start. What I like is the measured approach, not heavy-handed so far. You know what I'm saying? Throw it in one playlist. Let's see how it goes. It looks like they're going to take feedback. The thing that's, that's key for me, though, is all this is great, but the fire team stuff to me adds another wrinkle. I know we're going to talk more about it because we know how it is when you match, you already with your guys, and your guys are all of varying. Think about when you play a banner or something. Sometimes you have those parties where you got varying skill levels. Like, you know, I'm like the third, you know, I'm number five, right? And I got like two killers with me. And then we got one guy who's like, hey, I'm just here for the fun. And, you know, he don't really pay PvP, right? Let's be honest. We got that guy. So that's how I want to see how they tackle that. Because I'm not saying there's an easy answer for any of this. But I, I, I want to see how they tackle it. it, that, it that's it, not really matchmaking, though, Cog. If you're in a party full of people and they have varying skill sets, you've already decided to override the matchmaking mechanic right. in the game. And at that point, you probably should go up against other people who have made that decision. It's a lot harder of an algorithm, but you basically are operating outside of matchmaking. Matchmaking, what I'm concerned with is like the average player who is just hopping into a queue, which I think this group right here, isn't that how most of us play PvP? Well, you most of us hit it now. So, 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 yeah, you, you hit into it. No, I'm gonna, I, I gotta imagine that's the way most people experience PvP. And I'm in agreement. That's why the reason why I mention it is because of the key bullet point. We will be implementing a form of fire team size preferred matchmaking. The fact that they were cognizant of that to me was very yeah. telling. I'm like, okay, you even thinking about that? So now I'm getting excited. You, you're like, again, it's early, but yeah, I'm, I got a lot more to say. We got more, a lot more to read. Yeah. But I'm just curious where, where you're at with the initial opening statements? Uh, I mean, generally I'm the same way. It's like, I don't know. It's one of those things I've, I've heard different sides of the argument. That's why I do want to pull together a few different PVP minds and have them on the yeah. podcast to talk about this because some people are base crew too. Just for yeah, no, it's like, I mean, mm -hmm. connection skill somewhere in between. I mean, some people like Drewski, I think is one to a point. He's like, Hey, whatever helps the population of the playlist he's kind of on board for it, just kind of helping it grow and things of that nature. Um, and shout out real quick to Zenthos, new channel member. Thank you very much. Um, but that's kind of thing. It's like, as Travis is saying, it's like the high skill people have the issue that skill-based matchmaking is going to put them into um, basically matches where they don't get to let off the gas. And 
To a point, I understand that statement because if you're not, and especially as this game leans very heavily into the meta, Scott with the super chat and the membership, thank you. Um, the game leans heavily into the meta. And then at this point, if you take high skilled people or people who are just like up at that level, you get people at a point where if they go to, you know, say somebody like an Ascendant Nomad wants to go test all the pulse rifles, he's going to go into PvP. And if he's not using the elite stuff in something that's skill based, it makes it very difficult for him to, to experiment on something that even has like off perks. So it's like, I get that discussion, but that small collection of people sometimes does have to remember the other 80% doesn't like getting crapped on when, you know, you have that one person who goes into a match and you'll see some statistics in here where it's like the kill differential is like 20 to 29 or 30 to 39. If somebody has 11 and somebody else has 50 person in 11 is having a much worse day than the person at 50 who might now have to go fight it out for like everybody being around that 25 to 30 range. So I've always been around the idea of like skill-based matchmaking does need to exist somewhat. And I think, again, I think the, the way they're phrasing this, the loose SBMM feels like a decent way to start. Now there are a couple statements in here that I do have some questions about and we'll get to those, mm -hmm. but the idea of loose SBMMM as a place to start, I think helps with those outliers. Cause if you take a skill pool of one to 10, just basic numbers, a one should never be in a match with a 10 period. But then on the other side, the 10 shouldn't have to be paired with a bunch of ones to try and go against like fives and sixes. And then most of you guys are still going to lose because the one can't carry an entire team. So it's like those are the type of things that kind of need to be addressed. And it seems like they're mentioning both the party size, the blad the snake matchmaking. We'll have to see if that like how that kind of gets handled, but also the skill should help, you know, narrow down that pool. So even if you do a snake, it's a better pool to do that within. Yeah. The snake, uh, a snake draft only really works if there are people of somewhat in the same sphere of skill yep. with one another, because otherwise it's just, it's too much of a crapshoot. Yeah, gap is really big. But yeah. So they say throughout the TWAB, we'll be using the term skill, and they basically refer it to a plus to minus 1,000 skill bell curve. Um, to no surprise, there's a bell curve in there. Um, and they say internal skills, a combination of stats made up on kills, deaths, captures, round wins, revives, dunks, etc. Um, that rank you against other players in a match. They also see if there's other things. Um, there's also a confidence rating. The more games the system has seen you in recently, then the more confident the skill adjustment is. So like if you played a whole lot like three seasons ago, it's not going to be quite as like really hardcore on that one versus if you're a very active player. I want so, my confidence stat. Eh? I like that. Just... Well, okay. This will get to one of the lines that I have an issue with in a second. Let's go. Uh, in I addition to the stats mentioned above, skill encompasses all sorts of things. Your reaction, times, agility, how you approach. I mean, that's just ask any of the PvP, like, Nomad or Physics or any of the people that we've had on there. And it's like, you know, the 80-20 rule. How do you play? How much air mobility do you take into account? Like, are you building into airborne effectiveness so you can be that, you know, Top 5% that actually uses the verticality in the game. That's a whole different piece that they can't really measure as much, but that's part of the performance. The One of the first lines that I read that I didn't love, though, is you won't ever see a skill value in-game. Mm. Now, they mentioned something like ELO. That's something that's done by, like, Destiny Tracker and stuff, and that's not what they use specifically for skill. But that line right there makes me worry about what we've talked about ever seeing a ranked playlist actually exists because you see a number. And if they don't ever want to 
Now, maybe that skill value specifically about kills, deaths, that behind the ones we won't see, and maybe the ranking we will. But that just has me worried that they still don't ever want to attach a number to you because they're afraid to number you. Does that make sense? I know that sounds I, I, I don't, generic. I don't, I don't read that as them not wanting to implement a, a tier-based ranked system. Okay, good. Because that, that does not speak to your skill. All it speaks to is how high you've managed to climb in the season. It's it's it, It's very different from like, your season level being above your character's head versus it giving you like some sort of number for what your stats are in PvE. Yeah, you're a 3.78. You're like, I don't know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and to give a little context to this, just because I have talked to lots of Bungie employees about this, like, you know, back be, back in the before times before COVID when I would go to the Bungie offices pretty frequently, I used to hear people ask them about uh Elo. They would they would ask them about the uh the the skill rank system and Bungie employees, honestly, would sometimes be a little hostile to people who brought that up. They would just immediately like throw it away and be like, we don't look at that. We do mm. not. We don't consider that a real stat, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Because it was a fan created stat, right? And obviously there's some math behind it. It's a it's a real thing. But it uh, the way that they think about it is that it's not part of their game design. And anytime mm. somebody would ask them about it, they would just say, like, get out of here with that. Uh, and these were people who were representing the PVP team, uh, PVP mm. leadership and sandbox, that sort of thing. So I think what they're trying to say with that statement is that their position has not changed on that, that they do not consider the, uh, uh, the you know, that that stat to have any merit and that they don't tend uh, plan on incorporating it with their uh, game or their game design. And I think that's the right call. Um, I think you you let people decide their own skill level season to season and and you know let them move up and down that ladder but that doesn't mean you have to attach a you know a ranked level uh, or a ranked grade on one to ten or anything like that and i actually think that something like that would kind of suck you know i well, somebody in the comment it. section said oh i really missed the 50 uh skill uh, 50 uh, levels from the halo 2 competitive days i do too like part of me feels that but also competitive online gaming has evolved so much since that point and i don't think that we have to go back to that i think there's better ways to do it that are uh more practical and less uh i don't know how to describe it it's more just that i need to write this down at some point i'm gonna I'm, at some point i'm gonna write a an op-ed uh for, for ign on this uh but yeah it, it it i think i think that they're looking at it more holistically on like how do, how do we use skill-based matchmaking to make crucible matches feel better without mm -hmm. making it a, a pecking order. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that I makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. the your whatever they do come up with a skill value from all of their statistics, we don't need to see that. But that doesn't mean we're not gonna get a ladder ranking system. They can be mutually exclusive. Right. So that's makes what I was sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you I was literally about to yeah. say that. And, that, and that's the said, vibe I got from you. Yeah, and they said, uh, and while we're currently only using it to try and get fair matches in survival and elimination, they track it for all modes, including Gambit, and it gives us a reasonable place to start up for Rift or zone control, things of that nature. Um, for example, remember, it's a bell curve. The middle is basically zero. I say a lot of people sit at about 100, um, but you go all the way up to 1,000 or minus 1,000. And the way they describe it is if someone is 200 skill above you, you can definitely tell they are better than you and they will win 75% of the engagements. The opposite is true of someone 200 below. If you get up to about a 400 difference in skill, uh, the better players are going to win about 90% of the time. And if you get up to about 600, they're basically going to win every time if you're the 600 skill above. So that's the 
the range you're looking at. So if you're a 200 going against an 800, you probably don't have much of a shot from what they see in general. Yeah, you might win every blue moon or get like a lucky snipe or something, but most of the time, yeah, you're probably going to lose that. But if you're close, it uh, engagement should get fair the closer you get to the same skill. Um, so the problem space, as we get uh, started looking at competitive landscape, we noted a few things. Outside of survival and elimination, the ability to influence whether your team wins or loses is usually out of your personal control if you are average skill or below half of the population. Do you guys think that's a reasonable statement? Do you feel if you average jump into a crystal match, you don't have a lot of control over the outcome? I'm going to say, I'll speak for myself. and my, myself, and so I, I agree with that. I feel like my experiences with Destiny PvP lately, and I'm not no god-tier person, but when I'm playing, for example, in the, let's say the Trials playlist and I'm doing Freelance, and I feel like I'm carrying, and like, I'm just like, damn, like, who are my matches with? Like, I just feel like I don't, I don't have anyone comparable, and it's not a good sign to me. Like, I, I don't feel like, I, like, you know, it's just... It doesn't matter. Like it's like it, I, I could be playing. And I feel good as as a skill that I'm okay. I'm doing what I can, but I'm like I look at the outcome. I'm like and I know I'm like damn. We're not. It doesn't matter. We're not gonna win this match. There's no way, no how, based on and not to be disrespectful, who I match with. And I feel like when I play, I don't get. I hate to say it, the guys that I feel like, oh, okay, that guy's good. Like I get, it, it's, it becomes rare. Like I'll look, as soon as the match start with loaded, I'll look at the three. And what I usually do is I start to watch movement, right? And I look at who, who got picked first, who's the, and then sometimes I'm like, okay, this guy's getting picked a lot. I'm going to go trail him and help him out. You know what I mean? So that he, I could try to keep him alive. Cause at least maybe we got, this one guy seems semi-decent, right? My, my experiments have been like, damn, like, I just feel like I'm not really playing with anyone close to my skill level. I'm not that good. <laughs> so what's going on with matchmaking? So, yeah, I, I do feel a lot that times that I don't get, you know, I don't feel like what I did is really going to change this outcome. This <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of get yeah. that point. Like I've, you know, mm -hmm. we joke about me. I was like, I feel like I'm probably like right around that, like 1.0, 1.1. Like I do. Okay. And depending on the match, sometimes I get crapped all over and then sometimes, but it's the point where I feel like if I'm leading our side, I feel like we're probably going to lose. Yes. Now, if I'm sitting at like, I'm feeling good. I'm sitting at like three and there's two other gods on my team. Then we probably crapped on the other team. But if I'm leading our team, that's probably going to be a loss. It, and I don't even know if that's 100% accurate, but that somehow feels like Whoa. if I'm the top player on our team, I feel like we are not destined to do great. Unless like it's like that one miracle lobby and you're like, somehow we pulled like, but that does not Whoa. happen often. That's it's like, so rare yeah. that I'm like, yo, I'm befriending this guy right now. <laughs> And I'll be like, after, like, yo, yo, what you doing? You, you want to get run? And, and I got a couple of PlayStation guys and we rocked out. Because other than that, it's so far between. Again, it's, it's antidotal because it's only my experience. But that's how I feel probably the last four to five, three, you know, two to three seasons. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. Like, in the trials game mode specifically. But I'm curious about, about you know, Trav too, how he feels about that in general with, with his experience. Yeah, my experience is more like, I just never, the biggest problem to Destiny's PvP, uh, which there are a lot of problems. There's support, there's the still using peer-to-peer -peer servers. I mean, let's be honest, the Destiny's got a lot of problems. Um, but 
the, to me, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest problem that they're facing is matches never consistently feel good. Either I'm on yeah, a team where I'm just destroying, I'm just destroying the other team, and it's like not even fun. Or I'm on the other end of it where I'm doing okay, but the rest of my team is struggling, and I'm just watching us just d- just get destroyed in the scoreboard, and there's no chance for me to win. Um, and those are two hells. Really, because I don't want to pub stomp people. That's not why I play PvP. If if I wanted to do that, I would go and you know log on to Halo Infinite and play against bots. Right? You can get the same level of satisfaction just killing you know uh, yeah. really really poorly programmed bots if you want to do that. Um, but and I but I also don't want to feel like uh, matches are unwinnable and that has nothing to do with my skill level because who who here hasn't played in a match where they felt like they could beat every single person on the enemy team in a one v one but they're losing the match terribly because their team just can't keep it together. And that's also a terrible experience. And I would just like it to be more consistent. And the only way you do that is you narrow the pool to try to actually match people based on their relative skill levels and make matches fair. And then the people always say like, Oh, Travis, you want, you know, every, every match to be like a, a sweat fest. Well, yeah, some of them, Certainly at the level that I'm playing at, well, I'm not going to say like right now I'm a god. I've, I've played less Destiny this year than I ever have. And, and just in general, my skills declined over the years. And, and anyway, but, you know, at, at the level that I'm playing at, it probably a lot of the matches would be sweaty with skill-based matchmaking. But that's also what I want. I want to feel like I'm getting better and that each match is a close call and that, you know, it's exciting. And uh, I'm actually sharpening my skills. And if you're at the bottom of the pool, you you'll have a very different experience, but at least you're going to be playing with people in your bracket. And that's how you get better. You're never going to get better playing against people who are way better than you or way worse than you. That's just not, not a a good way to play the game. So uh, I, I just think people say that skill-based matchmaking is going to ruin things. And I'm I'm going to say, first of all, there's nothing to ruin. The experience is very bad. It's not like the, you know, we can implement skill-based matchmaking and matches would somehow be even more inconsistent. That's not really on the table, I think. And what what do you want from competitive? Do you want it to be want a grab bag it. of craziness, or do you want it to be? Do you want it to feel like a competitive match? Yeah, like bro, I'm with you because it's like again, I play trials fairly consistent, and if to me it's a better alternative when it's like you know three two. All right, Dave, we messed up that one. Next round, okay. It just feels better. You know what I'm saying? I don't consider that, oh my God, super sweaty. And if people consider that super sweaty, the alternative of getting wiped out 5-0 for like the majority of your day, bro, you know what I'm saying? And like, don't get me wrong. And then and to, to the point, the opposite, okay, let's say you are stomping. You, 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 get, you do your stomp, you get your joint, and you out. Right. You, you, you really, you know what I'm saying? Like it, so to me, at least when it's a little push pull, right, it, it's it's more of an excitement factor. And then also people are trying to get better. Like I, I prefer it. You know, what I'm saying? I don't I don't see why. Well, I, I have my theories, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? but, you know, why there's such an opposition to it. You know, what I'm saying because at the end of the day, it's like you want to improve, you want to get better. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with all of this. I, that's where I'm at, I don't, I, and I like that they're going to at least do it in one mode. That 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 to me at least is is a good start. Let's let's see how it looks first before we throw stones and tomatoes at the screen and then let it play out. Let them tweak. Yeah. Also, just what do you, what have you got to lose? That's what I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone feel like their current matchmaking is good? 
even people know. who are against even people who are against skill based matchmaking, do they think matchmaking in Destiny right Bro, now? Is good? If it ain't freelance, I ain't playing. That's where I'm at right now. I don't know about Chewy, but trial. I'm, I, I keep it trial. Super unbalanced though. True. You still have yeah. some unbalanced weirdness, but it's like it's so. I rather deal with that hell than the wild wild west. And I, oh my lord! And I'm like, oh, I'm never paired with anyone decent. <laughs> and it's like, oh, here come the two stack. Here come the three stack. And I'm just like, today's gonna suck. And then I was like, all right, I'm logging off. I, I did what I had to do. But e, where you at with that? As far as like just the feel and everything. No, I mean I'm in the same boat. Um, trying to like reach out to Shadow because he jumped in because um, he's in oh, here to debate against uh, once again. Oh, it's yeah. I was like, but I was like, I know there are people, and that's always again. That's why I want to get that like collaboration of like hey. different minds to see. But for me, and again personally, I'm average. So it's like for me and that average player, it does feel like. There are times where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm hitting the shots. And then there's other times where I feel like, you know, I'm just getting like taken out left and right or and it just kind of depends. And you feel some of the you feel it's a little all over the place. And I think Travis said it well. It's like the inconsistency doesn't allow you to feel. Doesn't allow you to really, as you said, either hone your craft or feel like. Was it luck or were they good or were they bad or was I good? It's like there's just too many questions to really know and register in your mind. And they kind of say something at one point that actually gets to that. Get it. So I'll keep going. Uh, they said this can feel bad as the match outcome feels essentially random uh, and you don't feel motivated to try and win. That's literally it. I mean, outside of rewards, we've talked about crucible rewards. We know like that may need some work at some point, but. If you don't know if you're doing good or bad in the first place, how do you literally register? It's like, yeah, I got a kill. But when you look back and be like, cool, I got that one. But then the next match, you just completely are on the other side. Like you were in the like Stranger Things and the next match, you're in the upside down. What like what caused that to you? And it's just and it does feel like it is so all over the place. I think, as you guys said, just the lack of consistency, the randomness. It doesn't feel like there's there's not like a steady mountain that you can climb. It feels like you're going through peaks and valleys all the time. And there's not a lot that you can wrap your head around to know. Did I excel there? Why did I get crapped on? This one went well. Oh my God. I walked around the corner into five team shots. Like those definitely happen. Yeah. I just want to add on. And, and this is what they talk about. The problems, the sentence right after is my biggest issue, right? Because it literally affects what I want, right? Which is better rewards in the crucible. And they literally say, this is contributing us, us to, to de-emphasizing de winning. winning. L listen to that statement. They, that, that has contributed. Say it again. Say it again. The whole thing. This, yeah, this can feel bad as the match outcome feels essentially random and you don't feel motivated to try to win. This has contributed to us de-emphasizing winning as a requirement to gain rewards in the crucible. That is a damning statement. Like, and I hate and that oh, was yeah. one of the lines that hurt when I was just like, isn't that clear though? That's why they always give you objectives that are like, you can do this even if you suck at the game. And and then that that also uh, precipitates it because then it then it makes it <laughs> then people are in matches trying to accomplish side objectives and not even worrying about complete, uh, winning the match and that that's another pet peeve of mine is when you enter a match and it's clear that you're the team you're playing with isn't even trying to win they're just mm -hmm. trying to do something else they're trying to like meme mm -hmm. their way through the match it's crazy or oh, that exotic quest they got it from the battle yeah. pass that forced them to get the catalyst to do some type of kills in PvP and then they out and you see everybody with the same gun doing the same. <laughs> 
That'd be funny to me too. Oh my god! But nah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But that statement, I was like, wow! It it was like bold, clear as day with what they doing. I'm like, okay, interesting. Uh oh, we got some info. We got a we, defender. We got a defender. Let's go. A new challenge. Okay, video is gonna look weird for a second, but nice Shadow day. is here. I don't Shadow know if you can see us or not. Uh, Sorry for it? messing up your video. Not yeah, at no. I, like, I don't care about the video. This is like, I mean, I've literally wanted to get multiple people in here. Like, physics, you, cool guy, a nomad. Like, if I could get, like, a whole bunch of heads together. But I know even on Twitter there were some thoughts about SBMM. So as you are, I think, for not having SBMM, if I, I probably said that poorly. But, okay, let me just hear your side of this whole thing since you're jumping in. Yeah, so uh, I actually tweeted out that uh, skill-based matchmaking stands for super bad matchmaking. That's uh, what I saw. <laughs> instead of skill-based matchmaking. Um, and, I mean, to be clear, I mean, I'm, I'm talking exclusively about control in, in that tweet. And because, I mean, that's kind of the topic of the TWAB. They're only changing it in control at this time. So um, my, my take on it is that just that like 6v6 is supposed to be the casual playlist, the social playlist, the playlist you play with your friends. Um, the playlist where you can just hang out and relax and use off-meta stuff, or sweat it out if you want, I don't care. Um, but I, I think that um, if people want a skill-based matchmaking experience, they should just go play one of the playlists that has skill-based matchmaking, because there are playlists that already have it. Um, and, you know, having playlists without it, like Control is right now, I feel like that's, that's kind of an essential part of many people's PvP experience. Okay, so let me ask you this, just from a very average player's point of view. I am an average player. I go into a match, and I have a roller coaster of an experience depending on the match. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, but I don't do well. Do you feel... Okay, so there's an example. If you say... So do you think any skill-based matchmaking should be in control at all? Do you think there should be zero, loose, tight? Where do you feel SBMM should be in control? Just for an example. None personally. Personally, I'd have none in the control playlist. But I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna fudge it, you know, I might, I might be convinced to say, like, you know, if you wanna, if you wanna not match day one players with the people who've been, you know, super sweats, you, you know, like example. that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you wanna not match me with people who literally installed the game today, that's fine. But it, it's really, it, it's a slippery slope because once you start doing that, then you just keep escalating, and eventually, it's like, oh, you only match people who are like almost as good as you and then it's like oh great so now i have to wait nine minutes for my queue time and it's gonna match me against people who are the same as me so okay so that's that... that's a pretty awful experience no so that's fair and that's one thing they do get to is connection matching times um yeah. if you could take connection matching times out of the equation which i know is obviously an impossible thing to do realistically but if connection matching times weren't a thing say take a scale of one to ten and I know you're saying like the out. So right now you're saying a one shouldn't match a 10, but do you think a two should match a 10 or where do you feel that range is connection times out of it? Again, just the true matchmaking of a general pool. Where do you feel is a reasonable range that say, put yourself as a 10, how low do you think should be facing against you? Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. I, I think, um, like I said, I personally I would just have it be completely open and have no skill based matchmaking. But if I had to have skill based matchmaking, I don't think I would go higher than like a two. 
Okay. It's just one. All right. What no, no, I'm, no, go ahead. It's, yeah, no, Cog. I yeah. got to get I got to get Travis in here in a second, but Cog, you got something first. <laughs> I just got two questions. I want to make sure I'm clear with, with Shadows. So, yeah. Stance, right? So basically from what I hear, your your mindset is sixes is a casual mold. And sixes is something that you want to kind of experiment, try different things. And because of sixes, you don't want skill-based matchmaking in, in, in that mode. Are you against skill-based matchmaking in the other modes? You want skill. My question is, do you want skill-based matchmaking completely removed from Destiny in its entirety? Is my question. No, I do not. I, I mean, I think I think there are plenty of modes where it makes sense or could make sense. Um, like right now, the way that survival is, you know, that's totally fine. If people want to pe play against people who are in their skill level, sure, go play a mode that has it in. That's, I mean, that's what I said originally. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I just think that there needs to be like at least a healthy amount of playlists that don't have skill-based matchmaking. Um, and then if there also, there there can also be ones that do have it. That's that's perfectly okay. fine. So, so basically it's sixes, if, I, if I'm clear, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, yeah. it's just that. Okay, I see where you go. Okay. All right, I'm gonna let Travis. I just wanted to clarify. So I just wanted to know if he did not want skill based. I just, I just had to know. It. But Travis, I, I know you, you chopped that a bit. You got stuff you want to say. Yeah, no, he's still wrong. This is the conclusion. Sorry, this is no, the no, conclusion no. we came to last time last when time uh, I was on the show. It's good to yeah. rehash it when it comes up, you know, and you were free for five. I was surprised you were free. I was like, yeah, get on here if you can. So, yeah, I totally appreciate the consistency. He was wrong last time on the show, too. So, Travis's views do not view are not all the views of the last word podcast. Look, the the problem with uh the problem with that that theory that there should be certain playlists with no skill based matchmaking is the very things that you state as being problems uh for, for implementing skill based matchmaking like lower play counts and long wait times uh those exist because we don't have skill based matchmaking because people who who jump into playlists that are ali ali oxen free. Those are not uh, playlists that that people want to be a part of, especially when they're learning the game or the new players or the low skill. It doesn't give them a chance to develop schools, and they uh, they they drop off the mode. They stop playing it, and then that drops the player population. And so, if you have absolutely no protection for players, the only people it benefits are people like you. They're people who are at the top of the playlist who are either going to get maybe a sweaty match sometimes, but most of the time they're going to be able to just have fun and experiment with the meta. But the people that never get to experiment with the meta are the people who need to experiment with it the most. The people who are at the lower end, who have no protections whatsoever. And so, you know, it's like when you're building a society, you got to prevent protect your most vulnerable citizens to a certain extent. You can't just laissez-faire, uh, you know, your, your uh, PVP economy. And so I, I think that I get what you're saying. Not every mode needs to be extremely strict. And I agree with that. I think that if you're, if you're building a competitive playlist, you should only be matching against people who are you know, gold two, if you're in gold two, and that's a really strict requirement. But if you're in a free freelance playlist, there still needs to be some pr protections. It's like, if you're, if you're dating, right, if you're 10, you're, you're not going to date anybody near uh, seven or lower, you know? And so you shouldn't be p doing PVP against them. I'm trying to say this in an entertaining way. If you're two, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't uh, be in the same room as an eight, nine, or ten. Right? A shot, Trav. All of a sudden, we <laughs> oh, just got hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm hot right I, now. I'm working I know out. What's up. <laughs> stay, in your, uh, stay in your lane. Is what I have to say. Stay, oh, date, you know, don't. Uh, 
<laughs> you ask about what, what car I drive to? And I'm just... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. No, you go. Shadow, what I'm trying to say in the nicest, this is the nicest possible way I could put it, is Shadow, you're a 10. And so, uh, oh, you, you know, you're either... You're either like, damn, gonna... you might want to take him out to dinner first. So, wow, that's yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, Shadow, yeah. he's like, well, thank you. You're, you're either, you're either going to be dating a nine and you're going to be feeling uh, pretty good about yourself or you're going to be dating a, a one and it feels like charity. Uh, but either way is a good position for you because you're at the the other end. But what the problem with your worldview is it's completely devoid of the other half of the equation, which by the way, are most players. And it's not how you build an inclusive PVP uh, system. It's not how you get more people to play your game. It's it's not how you build a, a PVP sandbox. If you're if you're a one, you should be playing with fours and lower. And that that's you know you can say all you want about player populations and, and wait times and that sort of stuff but if you want those problems to be solved you're not going to do it by making playlists less fun to be in harder to gain skills in uh because the only people who get all the advantages you're talking about of not being sweaty and getting to experiment are the people who are already good at the game all right now you've spoken shadow your rebuttal <laughs> yeah so, well something first first of all something i, I want to mention is you mentioned like uh people in gold three matching people in gold three i, I just want to say like that's completely different from skill-based matchmaking like i actually would love to see a rank-based matchmaking where it's like you rank up your points <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're all, we're if you can match people yeah. in your rank you know that's fine you know skill flies out the window at that point i mean like you could be the best player in the world and be in the lowest rank just because you haven't played it um but i mean you know after a few games or after i don't know how many games it would take but um i mean it's assumed after a while that the best players are the the best rank and the new newer players or the worst players are at the lower ranks i think that would be that would be great um and i feel like especially if they put actually meaningful rewards behind that that playlist it could be like super powerful um yep. but for, for 6v6 i mean i i think that the, the 6v6 is not competitive no matter how you put it um and earlier you guys were touching on the whole like uh winning decentivized thing uh, or like de-emphasized and honestly i'm t i think that is that is fine for 66 because even if you're even if you're a 10 even if you're the best player in the world like it's gonna be difficult for you to single-handedly win a 6v6 game for your team like there's 11 other people in the lobby chances are you aren't gonna be the deciding factor of the game so I, I don't think that like people should be sweating out like, oh, I got to I got to protect my win percentage in 6v6. I mean, especially if you're solo yeah. queuing, that's like completely useless. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I personally, I don't care about winning at all in 6v6 just because like, uh, like I said, I mean, it's de-emphasized from a loop perspective. And I mean, I, I can't if, if, I would stress out so much if I cared about winning in 6v6 because I'd be like, oh, my my teammates are throwing, you know, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Nope. I want to jump in real quick because you guys are making some good points. I definitely align with Travis on the lower end and overall player population, right? Because the reality is they do represent the majority of the people you need for engagement, right? But my thing is, I want to ask you this, Shadow, which was, I don't know if you missed it when we came in. And the statement they made where they were saying how because of this these type of experiences, whether it be because the lower end is now either leaving the game or whatever reason they're saying that this is a not enjoyable experience for this group of players. And let's be honest, that's probably the majority of the base that that is de-emphasizing them to emphasize rewards and to focus on what I want to know, like, 
when you hear Bungie say a statement like that, because I don't know how you, what you, I don't know how, what side of the fence you are. I know I'm on the heavy reward side and like, I'm the guy that like liked when Recluse and Mountaintop was in, in the mix, right? Regardless to, they were, you know, maybe OP later, but at least there was these, (laughs) (laughs) you know, these goals to attain for what you hit rank level. So I wanted to know, like, what did you feel when you read that statement on Bungie's thought process? Um, so are you talking about the, the part where it says um, this has contributed us to us de-emphasizing winning as a requirement to gain rewards yes. in the Crucible? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think for 66 that makes total sense because, like I said, I mean, if there's 11 other people in the lobby, like, you it, it, you shouldn't have to stress about your teammates and, you know, the other all the other people in the lobby. For, um, for other modes, like Trials, I mean, I think winning still t- definitely does matter flawless is still a thing so i don't i don't think they've really de-emphasized winning as a requirement for rewards you like them glory rewards they have like, i mean you get like you them. get rewards on trials even if you don't win now and i i think that's a good improvement by the way but yeah it that's speaks fair to the game design of like they have a pvp mode where there's a winner and a loser and the main reason you're in the match is to win or lose and people don't actually care about that and at that point what like that's not really a pvp match i mean that's yeah i think i think there should definitely be modes where winning matters a lot in terms of rewards so yeah agreed and and the thing i would say about your 6v6 is you know generally i agree it's a more casual it is a more casual mode but in order for those matches to feel good there still has to be some semblance of order uh and the reason you you know you said earlier um if you're playing with 11 other people you're not going to be able to carry your entire team and I think that that speaks to the fact that Destiny has bad matchmaking because you should never be in that situation where you feel have to like you have to carry your entire team. You should be playing with five people on your team who are similar in skill to you against six people who are similar in skill to you so that none of you feels like you have to carry the team. You all just play your best and then hopefully the team that works together the best or has the better game will win. Uh, and, and I think the fact that there is such a a lack of like structure to their matchmaking right now is the reason that when you get into a match, it feels like the wild, wild west. And you feel like you have to carry five other people. Um, That's an unfortunate side effect. I think of, of the bad skill uh, matchmaking that they're doing right now, that skill-based matchmaking, or at least some structure to how they group people together uh, based on skill would be able to fix. And, you know, I, I would just like to see them try it. I I'll say this for you shadow, which is that, you're absolutely right that this is the wrong playlist to start this out on. It's crazy that they picked this. And my guess is the reason that they picked this is because it's probably the one with the highest player population and they want to actually do like a real test on this thing. So I get the reasoning, but it's odd when they see uh, the actual competitive game mode, the, the mode that's called comp, languishing as a playlist and having absolutely no hope. And then they're like, well, let's try something that probably should be applied somewhere else over on the 6v6 does competitive even exist anymore or is it just called survival bro (laughs) for sure since trials came out that's how i feel yeah it's like since trials came back which i love i feel like comp is an afterthought like comp is and and that's where i'm in a complete trash to my thought because that's where i'm in agreement with i'm like i thought that's the test bed we gonna do this with and let's get the fours popping right let's see what's going on there in the actual competitive mode with skill-based matchmaking plays more of a factor so that's why i'm in alignment with both of you there i, I completely was surprised by that 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 glory is like 
Like we still not talking about that. Yeah, but no, I think we can all agree. Yeah, I was gonna say I think like literally everybody here, all four of us can say glory comp survival, whatever that thing is right now, needs a re rework. A ladder would be amazing. You know, your bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, you know, if you can get up to onyx, put rewards behind that structure as well. That would do a ton for one to incentivize the more hardcore to go climb that ladder to give the lower people a place to be around their mindset. My question to you, Shadow, now after listening to everybody, I think we all agree, comp needs a rework, would be great if it was, would do a lot of things probably to give people a reason to go. Then you do have something like a rumble or a control or a clash or a scorch or whatever outside of trials that is kind of your a little more in between. So my question to you is, do you have any like general things against skill-based matchmaking, whether it's like, like this would be like a bulleted list, like matchmaking time, um, can't test the test off meta stuff. Are there things like that that you would have opposition to SBMM just kind of on a general level? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think it's I think all the things that Bungie laid out in the TWAB make sense. I mean, there's 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 matchmaking times. There's, um, you know, like they they had they set up these like all these different factors that they're trying to prioritize when they do the matchmaking. There's connection quality, there's connection to the server, connection to the other players, stuff like that. Um, I think like the fact that I sometimes like match people from the other side of the planet, even when connection is at like the top of the priority, I think that's a little screwed up. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like even right now where it's, you know, supposedly purely connection based, I'm still matching people from the other side of the planet in like the middle of the day. It's like I feel like planet, I feel like that's only gonna get worse. And I, I I have friends that are um from areas of the world where Destiny is not as popular, and they only match people from the other side of the planet, and their connection is always awful. And I mean that that only gets worse with skill based matchmaking. There's there's no chance that that gets better in any way. Um, so I I think connection is I mean a huge thing. Um, another. Another thing, and uh, I think I brought this up last time, and Travis disagreed with me. <laughs> um, the the whole the whole idea of uh, progression uh, it gets gets really screwed up with skill based matchmaking. Um, like when when I was a brand new player in Destiny One and I sucked, I, I still didn't like the theory of skill based matchmaking because. Um, no matter how get how good you get, people are just right there with you. Like, isn't the isn't like one of the main reasons to improve so that you can start like playing better against your opponents? And if your opponents are just going to constantly get better with you, it like why would you improve? Like, if your chance of winning is going to be fifty fifty if you're a complete noob, and if your chance of winning is going to be fifty fifty if you're the best player in the world, like why would you ever want to become the best player in the world if your chances of success are always going to be the same because the game just keeps making your opponents more difficult and more difficult and more difficult okay so, so i mean you're still, get, you're still getting better though just to be clear <laughs> still, there's still value in you becoming a better player it's not like if if it's all about just oh if i'm better then i should win more a higher percentage of my matches you'll you'll be able to do it in uh in uh trials if it's card based you'll be able to do it every season if you're climbing a ranked ladder you'll be able to do it sure. if you do a private match against your friends and you're just kind of dabbing on them like you it doesn't exist in a vacuum where your win ratio is the only sign that you're better or worse. I mean, you, 
Yeah, I, I, I can see why I disagree with you last time. This is making sense. It it depends on it depends on the mode. I mean, if you only play the six v six control that has skill based matchmaking, you know, like it, it really depends. I mean, if if you're a player who plays every PvP mode, then yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, there's there's modes where getting better does you know really matter. But if if in a world where there is strict skill based matchmaking, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but in a world where there's a strict skill based matchmaking, um. I mean, your your opponents will always be as good as you. So you know, no matter how good you get, you're just, you're still going to have like a similar experience. Um, and it, at least in my view, the reason why a lot of people are driven to improve in any game is so that they can start like seeing themselves get better relative to their opponents. Like day one, they go in and they get stomped, and they're like, "Dang, this sucks." You know, day thirty, they're like, "Okay, you know, I can. I'm, I'm not doing great, but I'm at least surviving." And then day a thousand, they're like, "Wow, I can actually like defeat the majority of people I come across." And like that's progression. I gotta push back. Shadow, you think the guy that got his soul snatched, pumped into the ground, spat on, is coming back after day two or three? Like, I mean, that's what I did, bro. (laughs) Bro, you but you a different type of beast, bro. Like, like, (laughs) listen, I know dudes. Let's be honest, like. The, uh, you know, we got to use the word. The casual audience, they're going to come in and they want to have a somewhat positive experience, right? They may not, right. Palatable. So they may not win, but it's like, hey, yo, we, we got him. We almost had him that one, man. We almost had him to kind of incentivize to stick around. If you crush these guys, they are exiting stages. They can be like, yo, bro, I'm an Apex made now. I'm a, I'm a Fortnite made now. Like, I can't do this Destiny thing. And I think that's where we got to have um, some empathy for those guys. Not saying that you don't. I'm not saying that you don't. I'm just saying I, I know I can relate as one of those dudes at one point. <laughs> like, I, like, I, bro, I was one of those dudes. That's I what was, I'm trying to say. I mean, here's what, here's what I'll tell you, Shadow. Yeah. The skill based matchmaking is not the biggest threat to you having a fun experience where you play against casuals and and win a lot of matches the biggest threat to that is if all the casuals that you would be able to fight against leave and the only people who are your queue it's gonna be it's gonna be highland highlander self-hatred based matchmaking which like i, I want to point out that's, this that's not what you want it's, this, this uh, isn't a self this isn't a self-interested or self-serving argument i know um, I, I, I from my point of view and it. i believe you. Believe I, I think you there, there there are a lot of players out there who you know they don't create content they don't have any social media like their only concern is their own experience and i i totally get that point of view but i think um what a lot of people don't realize who make comments like oh content creators just want to stomp noobs it's like a lot of content creators have their livelihood who's like directly related to the health of the game Mm -hmm. and they genuinely believe I mean, this is the case with me. I genuinely believe that uh, skill-based matchmaking in 6v6 is not for the better health of the overall population, the overall game. Um, so it's not like, oh, I just want to stomp noobs or, oh, I think this is going to make a better experience for me myself. No, I mean, that's, I mean, sure, that matters to me, but I think I'm way more concerned with the overall health of the game. 
Okay, and so. I think that's a lot of content creators have pointed that out. Like their their new their new philosophy is like you know I don't I don't care about myself. I just want what's best for the game because that honestly does sometimes lead to a better experience for themselves. Right? You you mentioned like population numbers go up, then the top players have more people to defeat. So I mean you know go exactly. for you know however yeah, however yeah, way you want to look at we it. Be, I feel your point. Can we be brutally honest too? There is, and I'm not saying this is you at all. We just have a fair honest discussion. There is a strong portion of high level content creators whose content is based on hey i could get you to the lighthouse i can give you an easy run right because i am so skilled that i could drag you along and if this kind of happens it goes against brand because now i they may not that's maybe they still will but some it'll be a harder time to go there so i just wanted to be fair to, to both sides on that side because it's like i get it I just think that if we look at it objectively of what the base consists of, there's more casual players in that base. And to me, 100%. the health of a game, you need those guys to stick around. If we don't get 100%, those guys, yeah. yeah, we don't get those guys, man. And, and it, it really, it really takes, deteriorates the, the overall health. So it, it's going to be on them to, to figure this out. But I'm, I'm with you, Shadow, on sixes not necessarily being the right test bed to do it with i'm with you there you know what i'm saying I, I think that's why i could be in the middle with you on that part because i'm like the mode that really needs it is comp fours you know that kind of thing or if you're going to play with trials stuff like that so it was weird to me for them to do it like that but listen they got their work cut out for them this is this not going to be easy we got obviously this community is very vocal. We all feel strongly. Everybody's making fan, you know, fantastic points. You know, it's gonna. It, I don't envy them. Let's just say that. No, <laughs> like, no. They, they're going to piss someone off. The key <laughs> is gonna be with them. That's the last thing, and I'll, I'll give it to you. E is the data because we know Bungie loves their data. They love their analytics. You see these little nice charts. You see these. You see these graphs, y'all. You see these graphs. Little little colors and stuff like that. So that's gonna be the ultimate say. And I, it's going to be interesting once they implement what actually happens with those engagements. I'm very curious. And that's where we can all agree and disagree because they try to come back and say, look, look at them engagement numbers. Y'all want it, da 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 right? We're going we to see mm -hmm. how this thing play out. So I'm, I'm very curious. I am oh. as well, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I mean, all of you guys have some pretty interesting points. For me, like you see, if you go look at the bell curve, I think that's kind of one of the interesting charts to look at. He's got the bell curve and where the population, the median of that population sits, they said, right at about 100 for their skill level chart, negative 1,000 to 1,000. So I guess my question for you, Shadow, as an experiment. Now, granted, I don't want to see you guys get 10-minute match mates. That's stupid. But I feel like Bungie has this idea in their mind if it's not a 60-minute matchmaking thing, it's like they've failed. But if they went up to like 90 seconds for generally more matches, but I feel like there, there's got to be a little give and take. And they said that some of the matchmaking times are going to be longer. No. Do I think anyone should have to wait 10 minutes to get a match because they're trying to match with somebody in like, you know, Japan's trying to match with South America, which is trying to match with New York. And it's like, and everybody's laggy. I get that point. And again, that's where the ladder is like, you're going to be in your ladder. That's going to be your tight, very strict matchmaking. But to a point when you look at this skill graph, if I look at somebody who's like negative 800 and then you look at somebody on the other side who's like an 800 skill, in my head, if those two are ever on opposing teams, that feels like the 800 has a really crappy day 
and the eight or the negative 800 has a really crappy day. And then the 800 has, you know, an easy target basically in my head. Now this is just the example as the population is 50% is hundred and above. Even if you just for their loose SBMM for say control, or as Travis is saying, general modes need to have still some, and this is kind of where I was saying the outlier protection. That's why I was asking you. I was like, I guess for me is like, if you take you, where do you find the benefit for, you know, somebody who's at a negative 600 matching into a match for you, not from your side, but do you feel like a negative 600 gets anything out of matching into a match with you or anybody at 800, 900, a thousand, do they get anything out of that match? Or is there a point where if you have 1000 to negative 200 of the pool to work with, which is most of them, the people who are below that probably could work from 600 up to maybe like 400, but you're just outside of that window. Most of the population, like 70, 75% of populations in that group, but there are some that wouldn't be. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's the question? Do you no, have no, a question? question? No, the question, like kind of going back do you, cause you were saying you don't want SBMM in control. I was like, do you from like the 800, like the negative 800 is, do they get anything out of being in a match with an 800? Like somebody who's 1600 points apart from them on this little bell curve. Is there a benefit for them being in the match against somebody who's that far ahead? I, I don't know about, you know, I, it, it really depends where you draw the line. I think there's certainly a benefit to playing against people who are like notably better than you. I think that's the fastest way to improve. Um, anyone who is who has ever been in the competitive scene in any game will tell you like the fastest way to improve is play against people who are better than you play with people who are better than you learn from what they do. Right. And also you you become a much smarter player because if you're playing against people who are better than you uh you won't get away with a bunch of bad habits and mistakes um if if you're playing people like exclusively at your skill level and you happen to be at 0.2 kd or something you, you get away with basically everything and you won't really learn like what 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 it takes to like make a good play um so i think there's definitely a benefit to i mean in terms of skill progression alone i think there's definitely a benefit to playing against people who are significantly better than you but if you want to match a, a guy who's on like i said day one of the game versus someone who's been playing for years that I, you know obviously they're going to get stomped and they probably won't learn very much uh you know if they're getting absolutely annihilated and they have literally like one or two kills you know um but i think you know to a certain extent playing people that better you is like an okay thing and I was like, I actually, agree. Yeah, I I get that too. As you said, to an extent, and I think that's kind of where hopefully their loose matchmaking kind of does get like the new player away from the you know trials carry Godstream or like those you know the the outliers. The there should be a pretty decently wide range. So that way, it's like, hey, I won a gunfight, but also, man, that guy was like vertical. I need to figure out how to jump more. And part of it is on the player mindset, too. Like, you go look up any person. You can walk into a PvP match and be like, oh, no, I didn't shoot my gun right. And it's like, okay, well, you got to practice a little bit. But there's also a point yeah. to where if I do want to practice, there is, there's probably a level. Like, I shouldn't go shoot hoops against LeBron. He's going to stuff every shot. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and I was like, like LeBron, but you gonna get better. Just keep going. No, no, no. I'm never oh, gonna get better on. against LeBron. Hey. Every shot is gonna get one hundred out of one hundred get stuff uh, against that man. Get good, bro. <laughs> you, 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 you get better by playing against players that are uh, somewhat better than you, that yeah. are reasonably better than you, within a certain degree. Because, like, you know, 
you know, I'll, I'll get better if I go up against another boxer in the featherweight division. But you know, I don't want to be that that dude that dude that got. Uh, I don't want to be that dude that got beat on by Mike Tyson on the airplane. You know what I mean? Like that guy didn't learn anything <laughs> that day about boxing. He wasn't taking you know, tips from that. He's just getting his ass whooped. So I just think you know that's why you want protections. This is this is like good game design. So uh, I you know I, I I generally agree. Like you should there should always be people in your playlist that are above you and people that are below you. Well, unless you're the worst player or the best player, then that, then that's always going to be true. But, uh, you know, you want to put in some guardrails. Otherwise, people atrophy. They get, they throw off the game. They, you know, they, and you don't want that. It, it, it's self-destructive to the own thing that you're trying to build. Um, and I think, I think Bungie has sort of let it go for a long period of time. And it's great that they're finally talking about it. If they want to get serious about PvP again, it needs to be a discussion on the table because, the server populations aren't there to support really anything that they want to do right now. So why would they invest time in it? They need to fix the real problem. Yeah. And I think the, the, the right approach is getting the, look, PVP got a ton of issues. We ain't got no damn maps. We barely got a riff mode. We, we, we just getting little, little, you know, little scraps on the kitchen table now and we getting a little excited. So the, the, the thing first is the core, the core base, this, this type of discussion that we're having. Right. And like, getting that right, getting the matchmaking right and all that. And then the proper love with the modes, the maps, the actual rewards. And then we kind of get back to where we need to be. Because at the end of the day, I always, and we've said it for the longest, I think we all in agreement here that when Destiny PvP is good, it can carry it during these lulls. During yeah. the lull of a solstice and as we've done all the story, if PvP was popping right now, and people are really engaged. Well, I think we all agree it's better for the health of the game. So the good thing is they, they're finally starting to talk about this side of the house. Seriously. We all have our thoughts. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think overall it's still the right direction, right? It's still, yeah. hey, this thing needs love. We understand it. Let's implement it and, and let's see how it goes. And hopefully they take the feedback and we get to where we need to be. Yeah, I was like, I mean, we all want ranked. We all would love some maps. Oh, yes. oh, um, I mean, you know, a little variety goes a long way too. Is like if you're not seeing the same three maps in a cycle of Iron Banner for a week straight when you're trying to grind out a title, then that gives you a little that more. Tough. Yeah. So it's like those are those are moments where the issues. And it's like, and I don't want any high or low skilled player to be like trying to find that like that group of people that's somewhat near them that takes like a 10 minute match. I don't want that. That's why I was like, I actually think they're kind of dancing a reasonable line with this loose matchmaking. If you got a scale of one to 10 and you go like three to 10 and one to seven, and you're like, you know, cutting out the ends, I feel like it's going to be reasonable. Is it, is it going to be the magic for everybody? No, but hopefully shadow doesn't have a 10 minute matchmaking. Maybe his is two minutes instead of one, but also on the other side, if the population grows by people having slightly more mat, like better matches, then in general, then your population time, maybe over the course of time, could actually get shorter if the population grows because more people are having a better time in there. But this is something, as we've all probably talked about since it was three years without anything, that this needs consistency for people to actually stick with the mode. Some rewards, obviously a good thing. The ranking we've talked about would be wonderful. But if more people stay in the mode and grow these playlists just in general overall, then your two-minute matchmaking now comes down to 90 seconds. And yet more people are having a better experience in general matches as and more people can hopefully start climbing up into your skill pool too. I don't know. 
for me, I feel like this is like an experiment that hopefully won't piss too many people off as long as they have like all the dials and sliders correct. Because if it's one of those things where they think it's right and then it launches and it's completely horrible, it's one of those things I think could be actually worse. So hopefully like the testing, the dials and, you know, the the matchmaking algorithm is doing what they want it to do. Because if it comes in all of a sudden, like I'm fighting nothing. I have like a lobby of like shadows and cool guys. And then there's like my team for some reason has like me and all the people worse than me. I'm like, and that's just like all I'm getting. Then some people are going to be really confused. If it doesn't do anything completely broken like that, I think it is a step in a reasonable direction that hopefully is a balance. Cause I understand shadows points of view. It's like, sometimes you want to go in experiment or, you know, to a point, but I also feel like on, you know, Travis and cog side as well, the casual, the general population, we want to build that up. And as a lot of people have said, it's to a point where whatever helps that population number grow. I know a lot of people have just kind of come to hopefully accepting whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, man. The fun that is Bungie and the PvP sandbox. Yeah. Um Can I just say their um their change of matching teams against teams? That's one of like the best like matchmaking changes oh, they've ever done, in my okay. opinion. We here, Shadow. We here, bro. I, uh, I, I said the fact that they even acknowledged that in a bullet point was huge to me. Yeah, like, okay. the fire team size for what season 19 is where we're looking at. So that will be a yeah, it's a bit far out. Yeah, I was like, but um, yeah, people have been asking for this forever, so I, I'm glad it's well, it's a thing. I, I guess becoming a for thing. part of me is like, how is that not already a thing? Because you could take using <laughs> right. my random number, you know, algorithm. If you could take a team of sixes, you would probably match those up against like a bunch of you know randoms or twos or solos of like sevens or like they need to be matched to somebody above because of what that team coordination can do. Like, and again, is it going to be that tight? No, but it's like the team's general skill versus like the solos somewhere that team needs like a team advantage bump because you're, I mean, there's six people sitting in a discord. Yeah. They've got an advantage over people even at their skill level playing solo. So it was like the fact that it's acknowledged is huge. And it's kind of one of those. I'm just still surprised has apparently taking a little while to get noticed. Cause I don't know why, for some reason you'll go into a lobby and you're like, why does it feel like all six solos are going against teams of six? It feels like that sometimes. Cause all of a sudden you just seem to be, I'm by myself. I'm with a whole bunch of random people. I don't know. And those people all seem to be talking to each other the entire time. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, <laughs> so no, the fact that you mentioned the fire team size, I think that's another piece too, that will, hopefully help that as well because they mentioned the you know teams making a massive difference when it comes to you know skill under the bell curve but no the fire team size would be huge oh yeah oh. and that hopefully if that can take away the need for freelance in say like trials theoretically if like if it's very weighted for solos to be solos but every so often I'm fighting, okay, finally I found a two, a two team versus, you know, one and three. Okay, that's okay, every so often. But, like, if I generally see most people who are like me and then the threes generally see more of the threes, that's fair on both ends of the equation, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that, that could have, that could be the solution, right? Because they, they split the pool like a trillion ways with freelance yeah. sometimes. So I feel like that could be a solution to not exactly split the pool, but make it so that everyone's still queuing into the same thing and everyone's hopefully having a pretty decent experience. Yeah, or they can stop making separate playlists for each game mode and just throw a bunch of them into 
There should be two uh, playlists. Like party right? list, little Halo party. Yeah, there, yeah there, should, there should be a casual playlist where it just mixes and matches all the different game modes, and then a competitive one. That's like, uh, uh, oh yeah, I would love to juggle player populations. That's easy way to do it. Yeah, control, flash, rumble. I think should be in there too, just to make people occasionally play solo. Like all of those random playlists that are you know under this current connection based thing. Put those all in one and then queue up and be like, oh, okay, I'm by myself. I got to pay attention and like let everybody know. And then, okay, now it's clash, just kills and tell people or zone control. And then it's pure objective and have people rotate through those. But again, it's just one big group of people getting dumped into the same pool. So, you know, it'd be hot if you had this mode that they created called Fiesta and it's like a gun game. Oh, dude, I like still want an exotic. I want an exotic gun game in this. Are you kidding? Oh. The mode that they created themselves back in the day and like just go bring that over here because you got like some of the best exotics going and weapon design and like that. How cool would that be, right? You start off and everybody get a rat kick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody, like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could do uh, so they, much. They would be allowed to experiment with stuff like that if they would consolidate some of their playlists because that's the problem is you go and you do something and you make like a scorch game and you either have to look like you know rotate it out once a month or you uh make it its own playlist and then you know nobody clicks on that little button or nobody yeah. even knows that little button exists how no, many they people use, yeah they use like scorch and mayhem because they're fast and then they just afk also you know what there shouldn't even be a freelance button on any of these playlists if you click on you know a a a, a, a crucible playlist and you're not in a party with any other people it should automatically know that and it should match you with other freelance players why is there a separate node i, I have so many problems with uh bungie's uh multiplayer design right now the sandbox just makes it well the, the only problem with that is that if you have a team of two in trials like obviously a solo player has to fill that third spot so you have to still have at least some of them coming in i mean if, same yeah. with a team of five in well, well, uh, well, six or whatever buttons for it you know what i mean they could just decide they could organically identify and, and match people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's crazy to me because then they leave it up to players making mistakes because players right. don't know about that. <laughs> Someone accidentally queuing into this, into the team yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, do no. that all the time. <laughs> I was like, there are, there's people in my chat that I've said, you know, there's a freelance button and they're like, no. What? Yeah. That's, it's that's small. a thing I've seen. Yeah. yeah. I did want to ask you, um, shadow, the, Trials map. We had Rusted Lands, Widow's Court, and Eternity. What did you vote for? I didn't actually vote, but I would probably vote for Widow's Court. Mm. You like sniping. That's not surprising. <laughs> Honestly, though, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of any of them, and I, I haven't I haven't played Trials a whole lot this season. I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be playing it this week, so I'm I'm not super concerned. I was very surprised Eternity won. I guess I don't know. Maybe chat let me know, but I was just surprised to see Eternity because I voted Widow's Court. If you like sniping, cool, I get that, and that was 31 percent. Rusted Lands, I feel like has kind of lanes for all the options. I was just surprised Eternity. I don't ever picture this as being the map that people really want to play. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Maybe just because it's relatively new. People are like, yeah, we've yeah, played yeah. Widow's Court and we've yeah, played Rusted Lands for the last what? five million That's years. True. So, yeah. I mean, That's... even though it's not a new map, it's, it's still new you know, map. one <laughs> new, <laughs> kind of new, fake new. Yeah. Fake new. <laughs> <laughs> they polished it up. Mm -hmm. The least played in recent history, so I guess yes. people... I mean, I can understand people saying, like, you know, I want to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, that's what I did. I voted for Eternity just because I feel like I've played the other maps way too much. 
See, yeah, that's I'm seeing that in chat. Actually, that makes that's that seems to be a thing. Okay, couple of hot questions, uh, Shadow, and then I don't know what your time is like, and then I can let you go. Uh, which All raid right. on August twenty third? Which raid do you want to see come back? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Do, do, first of all, do you guys think that there's any chance at all of them bringing back a D two raid? You know the way wow, they phrased what it. A what a curveball that no, would be. No, they they literally <laughs> phrased it. They said, uh, "We'll be our second at bringing a raid out of the Destiny content vault." They didn't say D one. Now, granted, I feel yeah. like they said D one like a year ago. Yeah, but like it would definitely be like, and we're bringing you back. All of, what if they well, okay? Here's the only one that might Bro, actually work. No, all of the Leviathan raids. I know what you're gonna say. What if they did all of the Leviathan raids? What if they did yeah. Leviathan <laughs> and then all apartment 2B Bro, and 2C? We got my man Scarrow <laughs> in here, and if Yo. I see that damn Spire Stars, yeah, it's a D1 raid. That's what I thought. Friday, y'all get ready. Let's go. <laughs> but I mean, like, they did half of the work for the Leviathan. It's partially there. <laughs> I know where you're going. Dude, no, they going. people would lose their mind. <laughs> I do love the question though. I think I think that yeah. would be one of those like moments where Bungie's like, let's see if we can get our community's head to explode. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> gonna explode, right? <laughs> Imagine they're listening right now and they're like, oh gosh, this is a mistake. <laughs> uh, we'll no, ease um, them in. But I mean, to you answer get, your question, you though, you get four raids if you brought back the whole Leviathan, though. I mean, hold on, I gotta get Sparrow. He said he'd rather Spire than Kingsfall. We we gotta we gotta do something about this. Of course, <laughs> he'd rather Spire than Kingsfall. Spire, Spire's his favorite raid. This is un. This sorry, is I mean, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm at favorite strike, but yeah, it's his favorite. Um, Anyway, shout so out, to answer ahead. your original yeah. question from ten years ago, I, I'd probably pick Kingsfall. Um, just from a personal perspective, I barely played that raid in D one, um, and nice. I think it was one that I mean, even though I played it like uh, probably only a couple times, I really enjoyed it. So I would love to see that come back. Nice. Uh, do you? Where do you feel on the Friday raid launch date? Three days after. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've never really been a, D, a day one Raider, so I'm, I'm like personally not super concerned about it. But for the overall community, I mean, I think generally people, you know, have their whole, uh, you know, week weekends off and, you know, it works better for people who are in school and blah, blah, blah. Um, Bungie, or I, I think uh, Liana said that it was like a, a thing where they wanted to have people on their work days at Bungie so that if anything goes wrong, they can address it really fast. And I mean, I, I think that makes sense and that's fair as well. So, yeah. uh, and then finally, if we, uh, how many maps do you think we are going to get next season for PVP? Uh, none. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. Um, have they have they said anything about like plans for maps per season or anything? No, I was just curious because they've been pretty quiet uh, about it. I was just curious if you I, think if you had a number in mind, if it's zero, it's zero. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I well, wait, they're they're bringing. I think they said they were going to bring back maps, but not make a new one. If if I remember correctly, um, so yeah, in that case, if we get like one or two old maps, sounds good. I I highly doubt there'll be another brand new one. Yeah, I think what was it? Because we were supposed to get one new one, which we got the one with Rift this season. We were going to get like two reprised ones, and then one from Destiny, some order of something like that. I remember. So, 
There yeah. might be one reprised or something coming back next season. Um, and then what what makes you the most excited about Arc 3.0? And then we'll wrap it up. Mm, um, I I think they kind of alluded to it, kind of having some movement things in it, and I think that could be really cool. I mean, it, whether that's blink or some new movement ability or i i don't know the the potential is endless there could be there could be some really cool movement things um but uh, i'm also just i'm also just excited to see the the general quality of life updates for the for the whole arc thing with you know grenades being universal and you know just just having more uh ability to build craft so yeah i'm i'm just i'm just looking forward to it overall and seeing how it pans out in the sandbox nice uh, that was kind of my quick fire. You guys got anything else for him before we wrap this thing up? Because we managed to steal a guest for an hour. Nah, <laughs> that, was was awesome. Shadow, that was awesome. Super Shadow pull it up, man. That was some good fun debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm in agree. I think it's got to be King's fault, man. I got to hear Savathun's voice. This, the, the, the Taken King will return. Savathun. Two, <laughs> yeah. Savathun the two lives. I'll be, I got, but remember what Savathun said, the two lies are two truths. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I I, I, I right. gotta I gotta see that. Like I gotta see her get her her truth off. You know what I'm saying? Look, everybody, all my hardcore guys, yeah, I know I'm a hardcore and I know I'll get the slander, but I do respect things for it. It's time. It's time. Shout out to Jarv. He's out here putting up clips of D1. Yeah. I'm kind of getting the feel like, yeah, I'm ready to shoot all the Uriks now. Let's go. And I wanna see the <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I wanna see the changes. I wanna see what's the subtle change. Now, don't get me wrong, if it's not King's Fall. It is wrath. I'm not gonna be mad. But if it's not King's Fall or mm-hmm. Wrath, yeah. If they do a, if they do a Crota, if they do a D2 raid, I I want to just like sit back with like the Stephen Colbert popcorn emoji and 3D Bro. glasses as the world <laughs> explodes, yep. man. Bro, like I don't want to see any of them apartment two B two C Leviathan joints. I don't want to see Crown, and I don't want him. Well, it, it ties to the story. The next. I don't want to see you right now, bro. Like, that's just hey, Scarrow would be pumped, dude. If we got back all of Leviathan, Scarrow would be like, "Sweet, my favorite raid's back!" And everybody got like three. Can you imagine if that was the day one raid challenge? You had to do the normal raid, and then you had to do the other three <laughs> as well. Three back, back. You Levi- got to do all four. Oh my god! Better yet, put them all into one raid. Yeah, you just have to go straight from one to another. Callus down to the trash compactor to Spire stores to. As someone who came from World of Warcraft, where raids are long, or at least some of them are long, I would love to see a long Destiny raid, dude. Like, I I don't know. Yeah. When I first came to Destiny, I was like, "Wait, that's it? There's only like a a few bosses and like some like jumping puzzle, you know? Like, in WoW, some raids have like 15 bosses, you know? That would be sick. I mean, even though you know it would take long, I think I think it also added a culture of like. It's fine to go into a raid and only clear a few bosses. You don't have to go through the entire thing, you know, because I mean, d- different bosses give different loot. So, yep. anyway, if there's if they want to make a long raid, personally, I'd I, I think that'd be super cool. Scarrow's got the idea of King's Fall combined with Crota. Oh, so you oh, start okay. with Crota. You people would be like, you start with the Crota strike, and then you go through <laughs> like the portal, and then you go into King's Fall. 
That uh, that uh, I would be on board with that. That'd be actually kind of a cool twist. I don't expect. Imagine it, they but... don't tell you, and you just load in on day one. Yeah, everyone's pissed. <laughs> oh no, yeah. that'd be a ama- yeah. Like I'd love they don't tell you like what it is until the <laughs> yeah. node goes live, and everybody's like, "Where's the node? Where's the node?" And then all of a sudden, somebody finds it on the moon, and it says Crota's in. They're like, "No!" And then you finish. You beat Crota, and then it's like it sucks you into King's Fall, and they're like. Oh, like that would be one of the cool moments that unfortunately I yeah I was like I never expected to happen that'd be freaking awesome so <laughs> yeah which one do you want uh King's Fall no doubt no doubt no doubt I just I, I I like all those raids from D one but uh, I I will be sad if we don't get Wrath because I love Siege Island like, but every yeah. time I go with King's Fall actually has nothing to do with the encounters it's because I'm hoping that they use this opportunity to. Not necessarily tell stories because I know they don't want to tell new stories with the raid, but just uh, thematically match up what's happening in Destiny with some of the old stuff. Because I think the fact that King's Fall isn't playable in D2 is a detriment to people who are trying to understand the story that they're currently telling in Witch Queen. And so that's why I'm going to choose that one. I, I just want, you know, they talk about orcs so much and the fact that you can't do the raid where you fight orcs is kind of silly to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would just like them to put it in there. Makes Destiny two a bit cool. more a bit more complete, even they're still missing like the Red War and Forsaken. But you know, take eat them as we go. All right, uh, chat. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you guys for being here. So many of you, some awesome super chats. Um, you guys have been great. If you are still hanging out, definitely make sure you guys hit the like bucket button. Um, Shadow. Like bucket. <laughs> like bucket. Yeah. It needs to be a bucket because there's so many likes. No, I'm kidding. You fit the likes in there. Add your like to the bucket, everybody. Add your like to the bucket. <laughs> If you shoot from behind the line, it's three points. You know, you got to go for the extra. Um, no, but Shadow, thank you for uh, dropping into the call. Uh, I was honestly Whoa. like, didn't quite have a get one fell through. And I was like wondering who I could ask. And I did not imagine your schedule was going to allow it. So very happy to see you in chat and very happy to have you in here. So for those people who may have heard the last show or not, but definitely for reprieve, where do people find all of your amazing, wonderful content? And you. First of all, just want to say thank, thanks for having me on. Um, you can oh, find me on YouTube at Shadow Destiny. Beautiful. Yeah, salute Shadow. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Very fun. Love love discussion like that. It, it really be, and I, I think I think people are listening to us. I don't care what nobody's. I, I I'm gonna <laughs> die on this hill. Bungie be paying attention to what our PvP discussions are because this was something we've been asking for a twab like this for the longest for the PvP community. So I think it's a great start. If we if we get a ladder ranked playlist, then we'll we'll know we we were we were at least in the ear that voted for that somewhere. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you I know Bungie listens to the show. Sometimes they message me after the show to say. Oh, that's I tell you that the, one of the ones that they messaged me about was when I said that I made the segregation joke about. Yo, oh, about God. The- <laughs> The small one using different bathrooms, and then somebody from Bungie hit me up and was like, "Dude, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing?" <laughs> I, I think I do remember that, and I was like, oh, "Of all the things that they hear, you're segregating no, fallen into the small one bathrooms." I was, I died. Content. Yeah, some of our best content is we we do those tower narratives about what happened during <laughs> yeah. the Lakshmi era. Oh, those be the fun shows. Oh man, yeah, that's good. Uh, Travis, uh, what are you working on? What's the next thing they can look for from you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can read my review of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on IGN. Uh, you can read my preview of Rollerdrome on IGN. And then um, next up, I'm doing a preview of Construction Simulator and a review that I can't talk about yet, but I'll probably be able to talk about it tomorrow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, follow me on Twitter at Travis. 
watch yep. the show, watch my sh- Sunday show, BitCast, and uh, thanks for listening to my aggressive takes on Crucible, everyone. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I love having you on here, Shadow. It's always great to hear your perspective. <laughs> thanks, dude. No doubt, no doubt. You already know me, at Lord Cognito on Twitter. Catch Iron Law Podcast every Sunday. The Lord's Day should have some fun guests. Probably going to be talking about the esports community and some just to see the rise of it. And we're going to have some like uh, corporate lawyers and things in, in that space try to show why it's a growing community. So check that out. Justin Jacobson should be penciled in. So hopefully we should go ca- catch that. Learn a lot about what's going on in the scene. As far as um, the Finding Duke, please support. Mr. Matty Plays is back. His back is doing better. We just finished recording a good duke so go check that out and then oh supports of ultimate so i saw on we're talking about life kind of like after the activision blizzard potential acquisition what are some other potential targets things of that nature and um yeah man lordsgaming.net all the people in the show with everybody declared everybody in chat today real cool to see you know the discussion everybody having fun and of course shadow pulling up but uh e what you got going on man i just want to see the giant distinction between shadows outro and Cog's outro. <laughs> Shadows like me be like, yeah, Ibantis everywhere. And Cog's got like, Cog knows too many people and things. And he's in so many, he's got so much to shout out. I just got, we got to pencil in a couple of Travis is like review. Uh, Ibantis like Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Cool. Shadow like, yes. And then Cog is over here like, hold on. I got to shout out 17 homies. Uh, they're over <laughs> Do we have to give him the Oscar, the Oscar music? Yeah, be like, we got to start playing the music for him. <laughs> All right, man. I like to thank my mom and uh, yeah. Uh, no, we we love you. It just cracks me up because yeah, some of us are. But that's part of the reason why we why we all love you is because you do shout out and support everybody that's near you, and you don't. It, you try not to forget anyone. It's it's really always quite impressive. So uh, for me, yeah, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. I will try to get back on Twitch a little more. It's been off streaming because of lots of things and I got injured. So we're finally getting back to being reasonable there. But uh, Shadow, our pleasure to have you on. Perfect chat to have somebody on. And honestly, you're the exact person I wanted on to have the, you know, balance to our equation. So thank you so much for having us. Um, for Thanks, joining us, I mean. I saw the skill-based matchmaking, and I was like, oh, they, I know they're going to be talking about it. <laughs> He's like, I have an opinion. Hello? I love it. Love it. You gotta have it. That's what's great about debate, having a balance, having that other side. You know, it's good stuff. 100%. All right, for episode number 208, with the guest amazing appearance by Shadow, that's all we got for the night, so thank you very much. It has been... The last word. word.